Welcome. Welcome. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. If I kill that bird, Barbara, that's a bald eagle. Get away, baldy! Yeah! There it is. It is the word of Mike and Pete Cubs Radio.com. How's everybody doing tonight? We are live on YouTube right now. Uh, for anyone that's not paying attention and anyone that does not subscribe to us, uh, we are live here at Noble Savage Brewing Company with our buddy Frank here. Uh, we're going to get to him in just a moment, but uh, you can see that we are in a definitely different setting than we're used to. Uh, it's fancier. It's much fancier <laughs> than what we're used to. Even the great beer expo and the expos that we do are not as fancy as this. This just looks nice on camera, and we're actually well lit, so I don't know. I'm, we're going to get well lit, I guess. Is this light good for me? Yeah, it's are perfect. You getting my good side? You know what? You might be. That's probably the best light you've ever had on you. Dim. 
It's on dim all the time. <laughs> all right, so this is where MikePicosRay.com since we don't have a phone in, in the brewery. We're not going to take phone calls tonight, and it's going to replay on uh, next Monday, actually, the, the big replay on GovsRadio.com and on our website. So uh, if you're watching this now, uh, congratulations. You found it correctly, and our posts actually matter. Uh, so let's go through a couple things. Uh, some quick sponsorship, obviously, tonight. We're sponsored by Noble Savage Brewing Company. <laughs> supplying us with some delicious beer as we go along throughout the night and talking about the uh, establishment and everything he's got. We're also sponsored by MyBomberJackets.com. Go to MyBomberJackets.com and get your uh, can koozie today. It's a jacket, I know. And type into the promo code WORT, W-O-R-T, and receive money off your order. MyBomberJackets.com. <clears throat> There's a little bit of an echo in here. I hear it, right? Yeah. Hey, see? That's kind of cool. Uh, how about... Uh, T-shirts on tap. What do you think? T-shirts on tap? Okay. Shirts on tap.com. Shirts on tap. Right. I wasn't going to say t- I was just kidding. I was waiting for you to like jump in and say something. Yeah. <laughs> shirts on tap.com. Another sponsor. On tap. Again, uh, it's a uh, subscription-based T-shirt and swag company uh, from breweries all over the country. So go to my, uh, go to T-shirts, oh, shirts on tap, not T-shirts. What am I talking about? Shirts on I tap. always do that. I mix up my bomber jackets, and I should just separate them by another sponsor. One's an apparel company. One is not. One is not. You're correct. All right. So shirtsontap.com, the promo code type in Wart, and receive money off your order. I think the first shipment's $5.99. After that's $13.99 a month. Anyway, uh, we're sponsored by HartwellWoodshop.com. We're sponsored by TapHandles.com. And uh, what was the last one? Oh, yeah. Brewer's Hardware. Brewer's Hardware, your, yes. Brewer's Hardware for all your small batch and uh, home brewing and large capacity needs. Go to uh, brewershardware.com, and I think they have a promo code for us set up. And, and Tavor. And I said, but last but not least, we are also sponsored by Tavor. You want uh, beer mail to your door without having to uh, go through the Instagram people and uh, awkwardly chat with people and hope for the best and cross your fingers? Go to and Tavor. And hope your, post, your postal worker isn't suspicious. Yeah, at all, with the shaking <laughs> of the liquids inside of it. it. It doesn't seem like anyone cares. I mean, it really doesn't, right? Does anybody really care that there's beer in that box? I mean, I'm they sure should. someone does. I, you're right. They probably <laughs> should care, but they I'm don't I'm sure the care. Postmaster General cares, but... Oh, well, who is that? Fuck him. Some guy. You know, I actually can't I'm actually name that guy. Yeah, I don't know who he is. Turn my headphone up. I'm sorry. Oh, well, now, yeah, now you can hear That's me. better. There you no. go. <laughs> no, well, you're right around where I am now, so yeah, I'm, I'm not that. The music was loud. Well, yes, it was, but that's because it's on the phone. Uh, so, yeah, we're all sponsored Tavor, so go on Tavor and the promo code type in Wart and save percentage off your order. And there it is, our sponsors for tonight. Done. I tried to hit the post, as people <laughs> well know. Uh, so, yeah, we are live here in Glen Cove, New York, at Noble Savage Brewing Company, uh, right in the heart of Glen Cove. Are we on Main Street? Is, is we this are on a, a Main Street. A yeah. Main Street, but what's Glen Street. Glen Street is right. one of the Main Streets. Well, right, obviously, 27. <laughs> right there, looking at staring the ads in their fucking faces. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's on the Wi-Fi, Pete. I'm sure you signed up for it. Yes, it is uh, 27 Glen Street up here in Glen Cove. Uh, and, and initially, um, we, uh, we were like, oh, we got to go up to Glen Cove. It wasn't a bit of a ride. Now that I, did, I mean, I used to do this all the time. I was telling Pete on the way up here. I used to work up here. As long here. as you're not in rush hour, I think you're all right. Yeah, this was a, a perfect little drive. It's half an hour, which is nothing. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Which is probably closer than some of the other breweries that we go to more often. So in, in regards to time, especially at this time of day, right? So it was perfect. Um, and, and Frank's here with us. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't just show up by ourselves and be like, we're taking over the, uh, the brewery tonight. Um, yeah, we're going to uh, talk to Frank and, and ask him a, a lot about this establishment. He gave us a quick tour around the brewery. Uh, some really cool stuff here. So we're going to get into a lot of questions about that. And, of course, uh, the beer as we go along. We're going to ask you a lot about, you know, what's going on with your uh, ingredients without giving up the, uh, all the secrets. Uh, you keep that to yourself because I know people are listening. There are brewers, a lot of brewers, actually, that listen to the show. So you don't want to tip them off right. any special things you're doing. Um, 
So let, let's start at the beginning because, uh, you know, you were talking to us about a lot about everything you went through to get to this point, which Pete and I were just going, no, nah, it's not for us. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would never want to do that. You're, you're a very handy man uh, in regards to what you put together here. So let's go back to the beginning. How did this all start? Where did the conception of this uh, begin? And then how did it translate into where we are now? Good question. <laughs> it's a lot. It's like it's four part story. question. Yes, we'll tell it. That's why we're here. And we have plenty of beer to drink while we're doing that. So oh, yeah. on your market, take go. So I had a good job. And I remember sitting. It was a cold February morning. I was in my car and I was kind of oh, like, being really descriptive, like Robert Frost. I was like, screw <laughs> this. And I ordered the electric brewery control panel. And at that moment, I knew that I was going down this path. So that was the one that was set in the brew house right now that yep. you were showing us before. Okay. And that was back in 2014. Wow. All right. So it's been a while. So then I quit my job and spent all the money I had on a brewery in my house. I built a 12 by 24 foot barn, jammed a brewery in there. Mm -hmm. I was brewing out of there for a while. I knew, knew I needed some commercial experience. So I found an internship at Oyster Bay. Oh, oh yeah. okay. okay. All right. Good. Which turned into a job. I was there for about a year. You were with uh, Ivan? No. Or was this pre-Ivan? It's pre-Ivan. Okay. Um, they had, I believe they had two brewers initially, and then they hired a third brewer named Mike Bank. Heard the name, yep. And uh, I was brewing with him on their old system in their old spot okay. on the three-barrel. Wow. And that was and a lot of fun. They, where I, were they prior? Because uh, they my were, buddy lives in Oyster Bay. Mm -hmm. uh, we walked to the brewery. It's very nice. Um, but, you know, they, since they've been set up, I haven't... I don't remember what it was like before that. I, I, <laughs> it was much funny. smaller. Yeah. It was nice. It was quaint. Uh, you could see the buildings right from their new facility. Uh, I believe now it's a restaurant, Vivio Osteria, I believe. Oh, it's across the street. Uh, it's in the back parking lot area. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 when you go out the back door. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Very really, cool. Really nice spot, uh, restaurant to go out there. They now. must have really liked the, the town. Uh, to <laughs> yeah. stay and, and really create a bigger footprint within the town to do that. Plus, it's in the name, so, you know. <laughs> right? It's, it's kind of, uh, I'm going to call myself Oyster Bay, but I'm going to move to Manhasset. Like, what? They were, well, no, Manhasset Brewery? We could, no. What? They wouldn't be the first. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. So I was brewing with Mike there for a few months, probably three, four months, and then they transitioned over to their new spot mm -hmm. on the 15-barrel brew house. And... I loved it there. It was great. Um, just knew I wanted to move in this direction, and I ended up parting ways. Uh, right at that time, um, actually that same exact day, one of the brewers at Dubco, John, mm -hmm. uh, he was leaving, and I was leaving, and he said, oh, do you want to brew beer? And he was like, yeah, definitely. And so I sort of showed him the ropes, and... I ended up leaving. He was there with Ivan, actually okay. with Mike for a while. Okay. And Mike actually left, went over to Killarney. Killarney, hi. Over in Ireland. Oh. He, he was asking me if. Uh, Kill Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> he was asking me if I wanted to go over there and brew with him. And I thought about it, but I knew I wanted to do this. Single guy, so. not married. Well, he's married with. No, no, kid. you. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, see, well, I mean, it's, that's a tough choice, man. <laughs> it's like, do I just leave family? It's not like you have kids and wife to kind of hold you back, but. Yeah. 
At that point, that's is that tough. what Christina does? does? Does she hold you back? My fucking age <laughs> hold me back to my reach my full the, potential. God the damn the kids! It. The kids definitely hold us. Yes, back. they do. It's, it's like being chained to a concrete block. But we're here tonight. <laughs> Underwater. So I, under, yeah, just drowning. <laughs> I feel like I'm drowning all the way. No, I'm just kidding. None of that is true. I, I it's, you know, it, it is what it's. It, it, it it's a little true. Well, Pete, Pete's expecting his third, so oh, he's wow. starting to feel the the clamp tighten down a little bit. <laughs> he must. He has to. But that's, that's, that's interesting because that, that's one of those, you know, uh, paths in the road, those journey mm-hmm. um, moments where you're like, what do I do? And I had a similar uh, concept. I was in a band and uh, I got I tried out for a band that's mm. relatively popular today. And I had an opportunity to, to be with them. I could have been that guy on stage, but decided uh, there was too <laughs> much around and too much to risk on they weren't popular then, obviously. So you're living in a van for months at a time. Down like, by the river. Down by the river. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, it wasn't for, I don't think that lifestyle is for me. I want to live a little more comfortably and um, know what's going to happen tomorrow and not just risk everything. I'm more predictable, I guess. Which is why Christina does like me. <laughs> why my wife does keep me around. Um, and that's uh, so John, was it John Green? No, John, but I know John Green. Yeah. What's up, John Green? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he listens guy. in often. He's a good dude. Yeah, he he's very good. Kind of catches up with us when we're out in the festivals and stuff like that. He's helped me troubleshoot a lot. Yeah, uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy. For sure. I want to go back to to Mike for a second. So, what sure. uh, while you were at Oyster Bay, um, what kind of stuff did you? And stuff sounds just like so elementary. Like, what kind of stuff did you do? <laughs> no, like, what kind of things that you learned from Mike as someone who had experience? What were those things uh, that you're like, oh? Those moments, like, oh, oh shit, I have to do that. Okay, was there anything that really stands out in their time over there? Really, just the commercial side of things. Um, it's a whole, it's the same process, but a different procedure. I knew how to brew going in, and, yeah. uh, but he just showed me, you know, all the new fittings. Um, you know, how to work with pressure, all the chemicals. Um, That's really like underwritten. Like people don't realize. You know, once you take it up to that next level, there's a lot more stuff. It's very to see worry all those about. memes. Is it a glorified janitor? Right. That's basically. The, yeah. <laughs> sanitation, sanitation, yeah. sanitation. Yeah, absolutely. And we, when we walked awesome. back through the brew house, you had like a whole cart laid out with just all the fittings <laughs> and all the, you know. That's right. You got to stay organized. That, that's actually uh, from John and Chris at Dubco parts yeah. cart. Like, ah, parts the, cart. Gotta have the parts cart. Yeah. Like, all right. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Just had it all laid out so you don't have to go searching through a drawer somewhere. And, oh, it's the worst. Ugh, forget that. <laughs> so you took it up to the next level and you decided, hey, I'm going to go kind of take this out on the road out on my own. You had the, mm-hmm. the electric box, the electric panel all set up. Mm-hmm. Um, so where did you start looking, um, you know, throughout Long Island? Because you were in Oyster Bay, so you're on the North Shore. I assume mm-hmm. you live up here? I do. I live in Seacliff. Okay. I initially wanted to put it in Seacliff. Okay. But, uh, there's no sewers in Seacliff. Um, That's a tough one. That's a limiting factor for (laughs) a business that produces a lot of wastewater. They actually started putting in the sewer, but I don't think they actually hooked it up. So maybe in the... (laughs) That's typical Long Island, small town shit. (laughs) So what are we doing? These pipes on the ground? I don't know. Just leave them there until we need them. Like, what? Uh, And Seacliff can be a little challenging getting new businesses. They have a reputation for that, so... I knew I needed to look elsewhere. Is it because it's so, you it's know, incorpor- tucked away? Yeah, it's yeah. an incorporated village. There's, yeah. there's a lot of historic buildings. Yep. So yeah, yeah. It's mm. just... Uh, Amityville's that way. I grew up in Amityville, so very mm. similar. You know, incorporated village that has a lot of historical... Same thing in Lindenhurst, too. Yep. Incorporated village, a lot of history and a lot of stuff. So it's tough, tough getting through the, the zoning boards and stuff like that to get stuff moving. And mm-hmm. then by the time that, they're just trying to squeeze you out for every single cent. And then 
what are you left with? You know, you hope you get the business up and running as soon as possible so you can make your money back. It's tough. Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, so you're in Seacliff and uh, you were looking there, but nothing kind of panned out. So what, what was kind of your range on Long Island? To the- I knew I wanted to stay on the North Shore. So I looked at uh, Locust Valley and uh, I thought about Bayville for, for a moment. Glenhead. Mm. Uh, there's parts of Glenhead that do have sewers, okay. uh, but not a great location sort of out of the way. And the red was astronomical. Oh. It was really crazy. On the North Shore of Long Island, you're kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You're talking a small little place. It went to 7000 a month. It was like, oh wow. It's like a lot. Jesus Christ. Also what do they expect in, to put in there? It's a lot like a little boutique shop that sells you know $5,000 dresses. You know, I mean, what else are you going to put in there? What's worse is Roslyn. Uh, I was looking at this Really? I wouldn't think that. I think it would. <laughs> <laughs> There's this, there was this beautiful spot. It was right on the ba- that back pond, and they wanted 15000 a month. Wow. Like you can't make it happen. Jesus Christ! And then another spot. I looked one twenty five, but it was a big, huge. Ball. Oh yeah, it's so like a facility. Facility. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna. All right, maybe one day. That's that's the uh, the reach. As I said when I was applying to colleges, you have your safe schools and you have your reach schools, and that's my reach uh, property. Uh, so, but yeah, that's not something that that's far out of you know. Um, the ability once you get up and going, and and since we were talking about you hold a uh, farm license. Mm-hmm. More than likely, you could open a second facility down the road if things go well and you don't expand beyond your means. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's a little bit of the hiss in there. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, I don't know if it's feedback. No, I think it's I think it's the air conditioner in the back. It might be. Yeah, yeah it's just the, the the random noise in there. Yep. There yeah. You go. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the feedback. I mean, you'd have to put the, the headphones up to that to really get the the feedback going, and it would take a lot. Can we try? <laughs> no, it would hurt our ears. What are we doing? No, no, no. I'm not gonna do that. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, so you're looking up and up and down the uh, up, well, left and right of the North Shore, and obviously you found uh, you know a spot here in Glen Cove. So uh, what was the deciding factor of being here as a, besides money, obviously? <laughs> but you know, like sure. what else was the draw to the town, and what was the the main factor that kind of put you in the spot oh it was kind of serendipitous I, I was actually about to not give up but put it on a standstill I was having a hard mm. time finding a spot and then my my father's childhood friend said you know I think actually you know what my father said why don't you ask my friend about real estate around because he you know he deals with that okay and uh, ask for some said, advice find out what the, the the pulse of the the North Shore is at this yeah. point and see what's going on and he said I you know I happen to have this spot you might be interested and I he showed it to me and I saw it and it needed a lot of work but I saw the potential so so you was, you actually had a, a, a huge area here uh, it's two two spaces mm-hmm. and you had to kind of convert it into one yep um, and so that had to go into the thought process before you know jumping into this venture of how much of this space I needed to work with and and how much need to get done even before I even you know put a bar in or throw some uh, barrels in the back? Sure, there were a lot of surprises though. I I, I didn't think it was going to take a year. You know they always say it takes uh, twice as much money and three times as <laughs> yeah. long, but it, it really took a long time. And uh, I kind of didn't. I knew what I was getting myself into but at the same time. It unfolds once you start taking <laughs> yeah. walls down. And I was already, <laughs> you know, too deep in that I, I you know, I just pop, no turn pop back committed. now. Yeah. <laughs> Found a way to make it work. Now you you have a special set of skills that makes people like you a problem for people like them. Yes, it's <laughs> like a, Liam Neeson. Like yeah. yes, I know. It's a take <laughs> reference. Yeah. But no, no, <laughs> you you're uh, a carpenter. 
you have love. Yeah, zero love. So you you basically built a a lot of what you see around you. If it wasn't already here, we're sitting on it. Yes, we're sitting on a lot of what you did. (laughs) Uh, Give us that whole breakdown of of how that process went during your time when you first got in here. And and by the way, what was your your signing date? What date did you actually get ownership? Oh, I think it was May of last year. Okay. Um, That's actually pretty fast, though. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. We've heard, we know people that took much longer than... Not horror stories, but... A year to two. Yeah. And that's actually not that bad. You really turned it, yeah, turned it quick. Getting back to what we were saying before, it yeah. was also a combination. It was a combination of my father's uh, friend saying this, and then also Glencoe's very business friendly, so they really helped me with the permitting process. Hmm. And they, they knew really they, got you through. Yeah. They, downtown's going through a revitalization, and they, they really wanted this place to open up before. You they know, want these, restaurants and bars, restaurants yeah. and bars, and so, you have what? Something like 5,000 units of Patrick. apartments. Yeah. Patchogue, Patchogue, Patchogue. Yes. How do we, how do we, and ferry. How do we, I mean, the thing is, you, you have the ferry that goes to Manhattan in this town. Yep. So, huge. That's your, that's your commute. <laughs> yeah. It is, it's unbelievable for the clientele that going to want to move into these brand new apartments on the water, near the water, a revitalization of the town and the area. And it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a destination. It will be. And you got. Even now, people here that are excited about it, and then you're going to have even more so when people start coming here and realizing you know, how accessible to Manhattan is, and people in Manhattan will start talking to each other like, oh, dude, I moved to Glencoe. Like, what? <laughs> you're all the way out on Long Island. Like, yeah, but it's an hour commute on the ferry, and I'm here. It's, it's actually brilliant um, yeah. what they're doing, and they were even established you know, commuter route. It's mm-hmm. like having your own private train, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then let's just sit in your town. I mean, you can... Go from nice, beautiful, historical Glencove straight to the busy seats, uh, busy streets of Manhattan. So <laughs> it, it's actually a really cool concept. Yeah, absolutely. Would they give you for a timetable in the town of, of where they're thinking, you know, stuff will start to get built up and stuff will start happening? Word on the street is that the development at the end of the road, Village Square, is going to be done in April. And I, okay. I heard a rumor that uh, Brewology is going to be moving. Really? Um, Yep, in the, in the lower level. Where but that's that's that say, where yeah. you were talking about on the way up here. No, 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 no. Um, What's Brewology? Why does that sound familiar? They are a craft beer bar and restaurant. Uh, there's one in Port Jeff, and yes. ah. I believe in Spion. Yeah, it's it's that's a quote unquote chain yeah. in a sense. It's not <laughs> franchised, but it's Spion it is a couple of stores say. in around the area. I think though, I thought there was one in Manhattan too, but probably I'm not. not. Sure. No, Spion sounds right though. This is all through the grapevine, so yeah. I'm, I don't really know, but that's what I heard. And then I also heard the first uh, floor is going to be college students, NYIT, medical really? students, graduate students. They it's love drinking, Frank. Fucking smart. So, <laughs> so smart. Just got to brave the storm, right? So let me get this straight. Let's get young, hot ass into the town. Whoa. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, NYIT, you got some, what was the other one? Uh, NYIT, also CW Post. Oh, boom. There you go. So you got, oh, that's right down the block, right? It's right on 106, 107 towards. Yeah, about a 15 minute drive. Yeah, so that's fine. Throw them up here. And, uh, 15 minute Uber ride. Right, 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 exactly. And then, uh, make it into like, yeah, its own like little tucked away Patchogue or Babylon or Farmingdale that people can come and, and just instead of having all these outside people coming in. Because as much as, like I said, it was only a half an hour commute. Out of the list of things to go, you know, from where we are, we wouldn't come all the way up here just to hang out to a restaurant unless it was a very popular place. Mm-hmm. But I've been up here for Garby's when they were open, and obviously it'd be up here for you. And 
um, making it like that destination place that I was referring to before. Mm-hmm. When you have a few breweries in a hub, and then you add things like mm-hmm. brewology, or you put some you know uh, nice craft beer yeah. themed you know restaurants yeah. with good food. It really draws it, and of course, with the younger crowd of the colleges and the younger crowd of the millennials going into the city, mm-hmm. it's it's shaping up to be exactly what they want it to be. This like this really cool, kind of isolated thing that people are going to really enjoy. Absolutely. Um, so you, you, when you came in here, like we said, you had a, a lot of work to do. Can you? It was unbelievable. Can you just kind of describe? <laughs> I, people are seeing the background here and, and how nice everything looks. You got the. Uh, exposed brick here and, and then you have a lot of your reclaimed wood that you use throughout um, between the dartboard and the chairs like Pete was saying that we're sitting on so give us a little breakdown of that while you're talking sure. uh, Pete can I have those pictures because I never saw those oh, no yeah. <laughs> I want, I'm gonna might sure. hold up a few as you're talking uh, yeah, sure. to the camera so people can see them sure thing when I first got the place it was a complex um, maze of, of rooms and uh, little corners and coves and uh, there was a lot, especially on the Holy especially shit. on the other side, uh, the dentist side, and then the real estate side was completely packed full of stuff. Okay. Um, so that alone took a good month to just clear out, and then we had a good four and a half months worth of demo, and That's you just true. kept peeling back the layers. They never properly reno- the, the place went, underwent a series of renovations, and they never did it quite right. They just kept building, covering over everything. Yeah. So the place seemed very small, but then we kind of opened it up. Um, but forget about it. I mean, that's crazy because this is the picture of the outside. Yep. Um, this is the if anyone can see that it's a picture of the outside. There you go. You can actually see it. <laughs> yeah. Make it out a little bit. Um, and it looks totally different. Though the the positioning of the door and the window seems about right. Yeah. Everything else looks completely different it's kind of crazy and some of these pictures that i'm looking at i mean it looks like those um those (laughs) images you go to like the king's park psych ward and you look through the you go into like the psych ward and you're walking around just touring it and everything's just ripped up and torn up and by the time these pictures were taken i've had already done a good like two i would yeah because you could still see the ceiling yeah where the they put i guess uh some some runners to drop your ceiling from yep and then all the shelving that's behind the bar here. When we oh, take yeah. a break, what I'll do is I'll turn the camera around so people can get a shot of what we're looking at with the taps and everything. Mm-hmm. And they could see, you know, where the, the shelving was is where the taps are now. And we'll do that. I know that's going to be a harder one to see because it's a little <laughs> darker. But there's a, a crap ton of shelving that you had to take down. I mean, what were you doing? You just hammer, sledgehammer down right down to it? Yep. That's great. Yeah, just in here day in, day out. Um, was there a lot of foundation work that had to be done? Like, was the floor really oh, terrible? Because yeah. your floor right now is freaking spot on. I would love to play roller hockey in here. <laughs> it, it, it really is. Look how clean it. Everything looks so clean here. Yeah. I feel like I'm thank in a you. brewery museum. I do. <laughs> it, it really does. <laughs> well, it has you. that really nice, like, super, hello, super clean vibe. <laughs> that doesn't come through on the recording. Um, that's so, a message. So like I said before, the building had undergone a series of renovations. Where we're sitting now is the original 1928 structure. Mm-hmm. Ah, and okay. um, basically where that, where that wall is right there. Um, that's that's there the back, one you built here, right? That's, you're starting the framing of that? That's actually the old wall. Oh, so there was an old wall there. We, okay. We took that down, yeah. Okay. Um, Didn't go to the ceiling. We basically, <laughs> no. In fact, when we it's took... It's like four feet from the ceiling. When we took the sheetrock off, we were just able to push... The wall down. That's it was, crazy. It was built very poorly. <laughs> I mean, but, did you see that one? 
<laughs> it's, it hit past that over to Pete. That one is, it, it probably was just being supported by the drop ceiling. It probably just tied it into the drop ceiling a little yep. bit. That was it. Yep. Ugh. So, um, basically from that wall back, the floor was, it was concrete. And um, where we're sitting now was an old floor. It was just, it was just an old wood floor mm-hmm. with uh, joists resting on dirt. Uh, no found- sorry like i just can't imagine no foundation <laughs> yep nothing no nothing and where we're sitting it no was actually- slab no one even poured a slab to no, freaking- no slab <laughs> what's the foundation on the outside is it cinder block we actually had to do some structural work oh, there Jesus there was uh, the wall was pretty shitty so we had to support the underside of the wall and that wall is completely yeah. rebuilt uh, that was all rotted out basically but, so they didn't um, have the proper drainage. The was it brick on that? Because I uh, saw you kept some of the brick, but is that a kind of a continuation or would that? No, the brick stops right when that line is broken. Right. Um, this wall um, isn't that grade. Oh. So there's moisture that comes in. It's just stucco. So it, it had come in over the years and sort of. Um, oh, I see. I see. Uh, if you look at some of these, like you could get these pictures and see that it's just, it's yeah. just. Uh, mulch almost they put a couple bushes but that yep. doesn't mean the water's not just gonna go driving in there yeah crazy so we had to we had to do a lot of work to repair that but um yeah so this side the, the floor is actually intact it was nice uh there's just some old carpet material on it okay on the other side though uh the dentist's office at some point they had built another uh, f- uh floor on top of the original floor to hide plumbing to run plumbing to each one of the dentists. Oh, so they were channeling uh, the plumbing through the, the old each floor. Each one of the exam rooms, right? Yeah. And so uh, that must have been leaking because by the time we took that floor up, uh, excuse me, when we took that floor up, we saw that the other floor was completely rotted. I mean, you could, you could step through it, hmm. and there was fungus and mold and everything. Uh, so at mm, that point... Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, it was a big fuck. Moment. Yeah. You know, it was just uh, that, that stalled the job. I had to... Um, that and also the wall when we found out when we were doing the demo and, and saw there was structural that was like this sh- this wall this wall yeah right so here. you had to get the joist in and job stopped had to get uh, you know engineered oh uh, drawings it was a nightmare so um, now from 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 moment you came in here and starting to do the demo to opening day what was your timetable how long did that take pretty much exactly a year and see, that's not even that bad with all these problems you're talking about. That's not that bad. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you really did a great job. That's we a know a couple of breweries that have the space built out and then are still not open a year later. <laughs> so. That's that's correct. Well, uh, I, I, I hi, Hopwins. <laughs> <laughs> they can literally start serving out of the tap room, but they can't because they don't have a, a proper thing. I, I, that's a little crazy. That's that's a lot. Definitely. I, I'm lucky. I had a little bit of project management experience from the past. Right, right. So I that's, yeah, that's what I was going with it. Uh, you had, I mean, I'm just looking at some of these pictures and I would walk into this place and go, nope, <laughs> nope, find me something a little more done. But oh, yeah. here's a picture of that flooring that you were talking about. And so it's all just, it looks like sand. Yep. That it was looks <laughs> 15 truckfuls of sand through the window. I shoveled off the back of the truck bed and had to oh spread God. it all, all that way to build the floor up. Yep. Uh, another and match the other side, right? Inches, yep. Yeah. And, uh, so you had to strip that other size floor all the way down to... All the way down, which meant that we needed to strip this side. Right. Like, take the right, right, to match it. We actually reused the, the joists of the floor there. It's all the baseboarding in the place. So, you no, know, they just laid sleepers. That's what they are, right? They just laid two-by-four yeah. sleepers? 
Uh, they were uh, two by six, eight. eight. I think they were two by eight. Jesus, that's a big step up. That's a full step. Yeah. Yeah, we had to pour new footings, too, for the columns. Uh, right. the, the ceiling is, uh, you know, it's old construction. It's old dimensional lumber. It's basically not ledgering on anything. And, okay. Uh, so we had to put up a, a huge micro lamp, pour new footings in the columns. It was uh, some hmm. major, major work. We oh also had to God. redo the roof. Yeah, so what was... Is there I anything mean, you didn't have to touch? Yes. <laughs> what, what was the, the, the saving grace after you moved in and you went, oh, thank God I don't have to do that? The tin. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Although it required minor repair. Uh, the tin and the brick, really. Well, you did um, some really great, you know, uh, restoration work on this. It's, it's gorgeous, a great pattern. It's great color that matches the whole the room. And like I said, for the people on um, YouTube Live tonight, uh, I'll turn the camera around and they can see... Uh, as we'll pour another beer or so, sure. um, you know, the, the, what you did done over here, they'll get a little bit of a, we'll, we'll do different angles on every break. How's sure. that sound? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's awesome. So like you said, there wasn't much to do. How old is this tin? I believe it's 1928. Jesus. I think this, the original, uh, building belonged to Goldberg and Goldberg insurance. Okay. And it was just wall to wall tin. Um, <laughs> everyone was echoing. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, Larry, <laughs> and actually, we got another one. And actually, in, in, in the front, I'm not so sure you can see, there's a little transition. Now, there was this beautiful, beautiful tin work going on. It used to be uh, sort of uh, like one of those triangular storefronts. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can see in like an old, like in Seacliff or, uh, you know, an old, old world town. Um, and it was sort of rotted out, so we had to pull that down. But okay. it was it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, they, don't, they don't do work like that anymore. No. And this no. is original, too. I, I'm not sure if this is a skylight. Uh, or, or, you know, it, excuse me, if it was a functioning skylight okay. at some point. There's actually a matching one buried under that, on this side. Yeah. That if, if you were to go outside and look at the roof, you could see it, it used to be uh, an huh. actual skylight, but the decision was made just to Yeah. I mean, over. once you have the height of this one, yeah. you know. I'm, the, the ceiling was like, like this, we couldn't rock over it, so we, we had to drop it. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, it matches nice. I mean, you don't really yeah. even... Consider it. I know you probably know because you saw it open and know what's going on. But <laughs> most people wouldn't come in here and be like, "Well, this is a little lower than that." <laughs> they don't really realize that. That's right. So, I, when you go up there on the outside, is there any glass or anything to see, or was it always covered up? And um, did you have to re-insulate that area? What was the uh, up in the attic? Yeah, uh, yeah. Laid yeah. down some insulation yeah. for sure. I mean, um, this is just a lot. I mean, just think about all this building stuff yeah. on top of just like having the pressure of. Oh yeah, I have to brew beer once this is all set up. Yeah. I have to get this up and running so I can, you know, have a tasting room and, and make all this investment back. Mm -hmm. It's it's got to feel daunting. But a year, it and that, that's not that bad. I it, it almost feels unheard of because it's taken everyone <laughs> that we've talked to much longer than a year to get going. And some of them already have. They walked into a room without all that problems. Mm -hmm. So I think you got. I mean, super lucky. This is this is it all and an out. amazing cool little spot i like it a lot thank you yeah i looked out we got the main street and the alleyway we yep. got a huge parking garage behind the building and you're so. gonna have oh, an influx yeah. of people hopefully in the next you know yeah. eight thirsty to ten months students. yeah thirsty teenagers <laughs> oh. hopefully not teenagers. wait wait they can't drink sorry i apologize thirsty 21 and overs so i said college students <laughs> yes I, uh, that's fair enough i don't want to i don't want to peg them into sort of uh, you know its own place but oh uh, I, I forgot yeah we yeah, also yeah. had to move the uh, electric service the electric was in the middle of that hallway along with two in enormous uh, boilers that uh, were broken apart with sledgehammers. Uh, it, it took all You broke day. them or someone broke them before you got here? No, we had, 
We had some guys. Did, <laughs> did we get some guys? Yeah, I didn't want any. Was it all like that. knob and tube wiring or? Uh, uh no, oh, it was like God. this old like it must have been from the 30s or 40s. <laughs> it looked like. Uh, did it look boiler. like an old train set that you used to put together? Fuses. <laughs> 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 Conductors, yeah. <laughs> Aluminum wiring. Probably. But that was a big hurdle, too. And probably uh, two-pole, two too. It probably wasn't even the three-pole yeah, with the ground. Grounded. It was probably the old two-pole stuff, which is what my parents' house is from the 1800s. Uh, mm. It still has two-pole stuff throughout the house. They converted it to a couple of three-poles, but the ground doesn't really go through the box. It's kind of scary. Mm. Yeah, it goes to the ground, but it doesn't really go through the ground. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that it's just a tremendous amount, uh, big undertaking that you took on, and so you had to move all, then all your brewery equipment here, correct? Everything that you had there, and then on yeah. top of all that, <laughs> you still had to reinvest in the brew house. That's right. So uh, before we take a quick break and get some more beer, give us the rundown of the brew house that you're working with now, compared to what you had back at the house. So at the house, I had um, a Herm system. It was ten gallons. Um, basically the same exact setup that you'd see on the electricbrewery.com. Oh, okay, yeah. Mimic, mimic that. Okay. And, now, did uh, you get it from them, or did you just kind of, you know, piece it together? So I pieced the brew house together. Okay. Uh, you know, punched all the holes and inspect all the parts and the fittings. But the control panel, you can buy it, uh, you know, as a kit. But yeah. I took one look at the inside and said, forget about it. I mean, it is. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, I can work with wood, but when it comes to electricity, yeah, I'm not you do. A, I mean, you got to be really careful. You really do. One, one wrong move, one uninsulated thing, and it's done. It's a big investment, too, I would imagine. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. It's like about half the price uh, for the kit, but the 3000 to have it done. Yep. See you later. All right. Well, think about <laughs> it. That's crazy. Um, but I also brought my mill over at a sink, uh, a nice big utility sink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm running. You had a pretty good setup at the house. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, damn. Yeah. That's a, you went from like zero to a hundred. in their kitchen on the stove. <laughs> yeah. I even had glycol. Get out of here. glycol. Where'd you uh, go to get that? SS Brutech. Oh, okay. So you got that. Right. Yeah, I'm a big SS Brutech yeah. fan boy. <laughs> and that's, that's what you have in the brew house here. So that's give us right. the rundown of uh, what you're working with. So right now I've got a two-barrel stout um, Herm system. I don't actually use the Herms. Uh, I'll get into that later. But I've, okay. I've got two. Uh, excuse me. I've got six two-barrel uh, uni tanks. SS Proof Tech. SS Proof Tech uni tanks, and I love them. I think they're great. I'm about to get another. I mean, one. we've heard nothing but great things. Um, people are uh, buying, you know, like you know, two-barrel ones just to do like small batch stuff or in-house stuff or experimental stuff mm-hmm. and they are, they're running like you know 15 barrel tanks for their major <laughs> stuff but the rest of it is like on these two barrel th- and people rave about um you know the the design and the quality of what they're putting together is it absolutely. a dream to work on that stuff i would imagine absolutely the only thing that's kind of a pain in the butt uh, um is the fact that the man weighs on the top of the fermentation vessel yeah and just the way that you ha- Normally, you would have a spray ball and a PRV, but the PRV is where they get to take the PRV off to put the spray ball in. So okay. it's sort of a little weird how you have to CIP. A little okay. bit of a pain, but it's not so bad. No, I mean, not so bad. once you get used to it, I'm sure you're just going to adapt to it and go, okay, yeah. I know my process. You don't have to yeah. you know, kill yourself thinking about it every time. Yeah. Uh, but was it, is it very similar to um, you know what the early stages of Oyster Bay was doing? Is that kind of what you were used to, or do you have to kind of have a learning curve on the new stuff? There's always a learning curve, for sure. Um, always got to learn your system. But 
at Oyster Bay, they had uh, FVs and brights. Okay. So we were transferring here. I mean, there's no transferring unless I'm kegging. Right. So that that really makes it a lot easier. Now it's just me. So. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of work. That, that was probably my final out. question of the segment here is, <laughs> who else do you have here? Are you bartending as well? <laughs> like, I do bartend. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we know people just like you. You know Brian from Barnshed? No, no, I, no I've been to Barnshed. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, don't Brian, know. Uh, same, same thing. He does everything. Everything from start to finish. Same thing with like Rich from Bridge and Tunnel. Mm. He'll brew, he'll make cider, he'll make soda, and then he'll bartend all weekend. It's like, <laughs> he, you got to have a passion for it. And, and, and obviously you do. I mean... Yeah. Just the uh, the level of cleanliness when we walked in here, it just automatically screamed like, yeah, I mean, it's a home place. You, you know what you're looking at. You know what people should want and, mm-hmm. and expect from a brewery. And, and so far, the beer is delicious. Well, thank you. And I really do want to talk about that when we get back. But, yeah, let's take a break. Yeah, and, take uh, a quick break. Sure. All right, this is the world of Mike and Pete, GovsRadio.com. Uh, just give me a second to queue up something here, that remnants, uh, that. Okay, pop these on. And uh, we'll be right back. And uh, you know what we'll do? We'll turn the camera around to the tab system so people on YouTube can kind of see during the break um, exactly what we've been looking at. Uh, so we'll be right back uh, right after this. Govs Radio. <laughs> this is the worst on Govs Radio. This is Govs Radio, and you're getting drunk with Mike and Pete on the Wirt. Uh, so we're at MikeandPeteGovsRadio.com. We're live here at Noble Savage Brewing Company up here in Glen Cove. We're joined by Frank, head brewer and owner of the Noble Savage Brewing Company. All uh, the titles. All, all of the, the titles. titles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> we had so many conversations before we got on air and before and in between just now. I, uh, we should start just writing shit down because we're going to inevitably miss stuff that we uh, definitely want to talk about. Um, so I, I want to uh, touch on a couple of things that you, you brought to light. Um, the the uh, amount of uh, you know financial burden that it has to have on you and, and, and personally and family-wise and everyone trying to help you out, but it's was still not enough. So what, what did you go through then beyond just that stuff to kind of get this to where it needs to be or where it is today? Sure, I took out a lot of loans and whatnot, but I'm very, very grateful and thankful. My my uh, girlfriend's father works for economic state economic development and turned me on to a lot of these uh, grants that are available. Yeah, and so we got a um, a grant from National Grid from PSEG, also from Glen Cove. Uh, the one from National Grid and PSEG, they the uh, Main Street Revitalization Grants. Ah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we told you when, when you were about to explain it, we're like, wait, let's just hold off on that because now I, I want to be surprised on what that's going to be. That's interesting. I'm sure many towns that are looking to revitalize, like uh, Linnehurst, like in Amityville, they're going to have a similar grant mm-hmm. that are looking to do. So that's interesting, huh? Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of money out there if you know where to find it. Right. And uh, Well, it helps to have somebody that you know that, that knows about that. Is there a place that they could find uh, your girlfriend's, you say father? Father, yep. He works he work for, for? Uh, Empire State Development. Okay. So if you just go on to uh, Empire State Development, do a Google search, it'll mm-hmm. bring you to the website, and there's a whole list of different, uh, not not even grants, but like loan opportunities and, right. and lenders and everything like Stuff that. Stuff that might, in every sort of industry, in every sort of business, I'm sure you could find something mm-hmm. To, to kind of latch on to and, and, and get, Absolutely. like you said, there's a lot of money. I feel that same way about, uh, I'm a teacher, so I, I tell the kids all the time, I teach high school 11th and 12th graders, dude, there's so much money out there. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is just write something. Mm-hmm. Just write a paragraph, write a page, write two pages, 
you got to be in it to win it. Mm-hmm. When there's a $30,000 scholarship on the floor and you just don't want to write a page, <laughs> they don't get it. But when you are finally now in a business and yeah. you know writing a grant, which is not easy, but it takes some time and effort, mm-hmm. and that's why I would say go for through somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. Sure. Um, it, it means the world to you. It meant the difference of opening and not opening. Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the grants. I, I ran out of money. Yeah. And um, fortunately, I was able to... Uh, my landlord helped me out. I ended up paying him back uh, partially oh, through, through the grant money. Okay. Because uh, he owns a construction company, so he was very helpful. He let me use some of his trucks nice. and his carting services and whatnot. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, you saved a ton so, there, too. Definitely. Which is awesome. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you got very, very... You almost like everything aligned for you. It just seems that way. That The more we kind of un- yep. peel back the onion layers, you're like, oh, that was there. Oh, mm-hmm. that was nice. <laughs> and then these things popped up, which mm-hmm. if you... I guess your girlfriend's father wasn't around. Would you even know about those? Did you know about them going into it? No. Yeah, no. I, and I don't think many people do. Oh, you fucking fuck. <laughs> no volume on YouTube. Well, you know Ram. what? Suck it. That's probably why people are piecing out on YouTube. There should be volume on YouTube, Nick. I have uh, all the volumes. I see all of the volumes on the YouTubes. So whatever. You know what? They don't. They, we'll delete it later and edit it together. Regardless, I don't give a shit. So it was very serendipitous. Uh, it really was. And even National Grid and PSEG uh, said so. They actually had, were saying they were having a hard time finding people uh, to give money to. Because mm. people didn't know. About, either <laughs> we're trying to give it away. <laughs> they either didn't know about the, uh, the grant uh, itself or they, didn't, they just didn't qualify. Um, they're looking at um, underutilized um, buildings. It's got to be vacant for over a year right, in, right. A, in a downtown area that's going through. Trying a, to a, fill these empty storefronts that mm-hmm. at one time were filled with you know small town stuff but now mm-hmm. it's beyond that since amazon is here yeah and everything you need you don't have to go into the town for anymore mm-hmm. so yeah that's a, that's a big deal and, and and people should know that can't order you, local beer on amazon that's true <laughs> very true those are the types of things you can't go get a dentist checkup on amazon not yet no <laughs> that's coming those robots will come to your house and just take a picture and send it back to you i um I feel like this is, you know, like this this particular town, as opposed to some of the ones that we're used to down on the South Shore, is ready ready to go. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's poised for a big explosion with all the revitalization. Everything is in here. The infrastructure is here. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you see it going? Do you see it going, you know, sort of slow, or do you see it like immediately catching on once everything's in place? I guess time will tell. Um, I think there's some concern that they're building all these units and who's going to move into them there. It's where are they going to park? Yeah, that too. Well, I, you know, I, I was just outside in between and I peeked up the uh, alleyway here and there's a huge parking garage right back here. Is it there two, is, three stories? There's actually yeah. another parking garage over that way on school mm-hmm. street. And I think there'll be some parking for the people that live, uh, at the, the, uh, in the village square development down there but you, like on the grounds on the property yeah, yeah but parking's definitely going to be an issue the yeah. traffic around here is every town pretty is bad far, yeah uh, my wife and i went out for uh for a date night last week in farmingdale and <laughs> drove around for like 15 20 minutes just to find a fucking spot and it was still a block away from yeah. from the restaurant you almost have to park in the residential area it's easier that way and just walk an extra five minutes in than spending 15 minutes driving around, like you said. should just fucking Ubered is what I should have done. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, you have a, uh, not only just in the town, though, too, you have a lot of these neighboring towns that don't have breweries. Where's what's the closest one? Huntington? Closest is, uh, no, Garvey's. 
Oh, well, I would say be outside of this town, though. Outside of Garvey's, uh, we're looking at Old Tappan that just opened up in Bayville. What the fuck? <laughs> Nick. And then there's also Oyster Bay. But other than that, um, you really have to go to the South Shore yeah. um, or out east. Uh, Suffolk County is a lot more. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, there are. We're, uh, we're close to, to knocking out now all of Nassau. Just about. We have yeah Oyster Bay, Oyster Bay, Brew obviously. SA. I know Peter from there too. Homebrews oh, and yeah. grenades. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's uh, from Brew SA. No, and Old Tappan. From Old Tappan. I know the guys from Old Tappan too, but yeah. no uh, Peter Tripp from Brew SA. Brew SA. I yeah, met him at the opening at South Shore and Oceanside. Oh nice. Yeah, I, him and Metalhead Dad were hanging out, <laughs> and uh, uh, I. I, I we will communicate later. We'll we'll have another show. We had actually we had a, a planned show at one point with them, like a year ago. Yeah, yeah. We with, we had Instagram entanglements. Bruce A. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. We actually had some th- stuff planned, but stuff fell through. So hmm. another, like you said, good dude that came up through those ranks, and and mm-hmm. um, he didn't seem. God damn it, Nick! I know. <laughs> Stop it. Rare. I no, I gotta shut that down because that's really super annoying. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I, he he wasn't extremely happy with what he has to deal with uh, on his on his end. Mm-hmm. He's not as free as you would be to kind of run the show. Sure. He does have people he has to answer to, so I think that's part of what he wants. But again, he's brewing regardless. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I think that's one of the things that um, he's still happy with, and then will probably you know gain the experience and and take it to the next level at one point or other. Mm-hmm. But super cool guy, yeah, yeah, definitely a cool guy. Yeah. So let's talk about beer. Let's. Uh, yeah, we, what uh, are we drinking here? <laughs> I want to go while while you while you're breaking that down. I'm just going to look at the computer. Uh, sure. Let's start with that amber that we had yes. to start off that we were drinking before. Sure. Give us a little rundown because you said some really important things. Since you are a farm brewery, you have to use a lot of New York State uh, sourced material. Sixty percent. Sixty percent now, yeah, right? Now it's sixty percent. Yeah, it's, it's that's, supposed to go up. It was supposed to go up to ninety percent. Twenty twenty one. Did they yeah. change that though? They, finally, I believe they moved it to twenty twenty. Okay. And I really hope that Paul Leone and everybody uh, in that. The uh, New York State Brewers Guild? Yeah. Yeah. Lobby to change that. Uh, that to seems keep ridiculous. it at 60. Yeah. It, it, it's not a problem from the malt standpoint. I'm mm-hmm. very, I use 100% New York State malt. It comes from Hudson Valley. For all, all, malt, your, uh, for all the beers or all? All the beers huh. thus far have been 100% uh, Hudson Valley malt. I'm okay. very happy with them. Dennis uh, and Jeanette do a great job. I'm actually getting a delivery on, on uh, <laughs> Wednesday. Do they, do they do they put the the nut um, cluster bar in the no, grain no, shipments? No, you don't get candy bars with you your grain candy shipments. bars with your grain shipments <laughs> no. and fight each other to get the one candy bar stuck in the middle of the grain. But he personally delivers it. So maybe does he? Oh, okay. oh well, that's that's pretty fucking cool. All the way from Germantown. Wow. Tell me idea. That's a bitch. I'm gonna call it next time. Otherwise, you're getting shortchanged. <laughs> I want a goddamn Kit Kat. Yeah. What do they make up there? Anything good? Uh, he's right next to Suarez. Oh, okay, great. So yeah, yeah he's. I mean. He's one of those areas in the Hudson Valley that are just, you know, oh, yeah. you take a two-hour ride and you hit four or five breweries on the way, and everything's delicious. It's awesome up there. Absolutely. I'm going to check this while you got So tell us a little sure. bit of that yeah, amber. Let's, what's, uh, what do we work, what's the grain bill with the amber? What, what hops are we using? Sure. Um, that beer in particular is actually 100% um, New York State, but also all 100% Germantown Beer Farm, Hudson Valley Malt. The, both the malt and the hops came from Dennis. Um, on the grain bill, we've got Turo and Munich, a whole bag of Munich, whole 50 pounds of Munich, uh, Crystal 60, and what he calls Mr. Toastman, which is Vienna. 
put through a little Vienna in there as well. Um, toast it. So uh, toasted malt to bring. I like Mr. Is that where you get some of those, the, that, that uh, <laughs> caramel kind of color from? Yeah, I think I think a lot of that comes from uh, the Munich and the Crystal Sixty. The color. Okay. Uh, the Vienna is a little bit less kiln than the than the Munich um, is, but it's floor malted. There's a tremendous amount of what flavor. you had mentioned that before, and that that's one of the, another one of those terms a little over my head. So what's what's floor malted grain? Sure. Um, so basically, uh, you know, they soak the grain, they drain it, they soak it, they drain it, and then you spill it out into a, a temperature controlled onto the floor in a temperature controlled environment and, and hand rake. Okay. The, uh, I think it, okay. I must have seen pictures of that online. Yep. I th- okay. It's the old way of doing things. Um, Nowadays, you know, it's all mechanized. And what's the advantage of doing it by, like, do you think that adds anything to, to the malt, to the beer? Definitely. Other than it's cool. It definitely is cool. <laughs> um, it, it just adds a whole other layer of complexity. Um, it's almost like you feel a little bit more in tune with, like, I can taste what he did. Like, it's not, it's like the difference between eating something that's processed or okay. that's, uh, you sure. know, a little bit less touched by by all those now, have you done a few that were that were different than that and, and you could tell the difference between them or since was it just since opening i haven't uh done a side-by-side comparison previous to to brewing here you know i was using all you know breeze and wireman and everything all like the that. hot so, stuff yeah that you... so i can tell a difference just from my memory um but i yeah. you know i would like to uh to experiment through some side-by-side comparison. Um, I do miss working with those malts just because I'm familiar with them, but... Um, Can you incorporate them back into some of the... Sure. Know, some of your things, at least sure. at the 40-60 rate, right? So sure, absolutely. Being able to use mostly, you know, 60% of your hops as opposed mm-hmm. to... Now, how does that really work? Is, do you break it down as total ingredients or can you... It's by, vol- is by weight, correct? Or is it by volume? Though? I believe it's by weight. Um, this so you can get away with it with with just doing your grain bill from from New York State Correct. ingredients and oh oh uh, no I think they're separate so it's got to be sixty percent uh, by volume of of each ingredient malt well yeah that's hot. what I'm saying okay. yeah, yeah yeah each thing yeah. has to be sixty percent or or, yeah, or, or more. yeah all right yeah. that's what I'm saying like it could it be you know if I do sixty percent of my grain then I can use a hundred percent hops from anywhere I want or vice versa if I do a hundred percent New York hops can I use a hundred percent grain from wherever I want. So I guess there's, there's the playing around of, you know, each ingredient has to have that 60%, right? What if you said water? 60% of my water is New York State. 100% of my water is. I mean, that's a lot of volume. That's a lot of weight. So It is. Sure. <laughs> Could, now, uh, you had mentioned this, and we'd, we'd heard it from other, uh, some other brewers as well, the, the uh, hops being, uh, you know, something that's tough to source uh, from the state. So why is that? And what, uh, where are you getting your hops from? Um, so, uh, I've gotten some from Germantown Beer Farm. This guy down in Wine Dance <laughs> sells them by the watermelon truck. <laughs> also, the that wasn't, I swear to God, that wasn't a worries. This thing, I take straight path every day, and there's a watermelon truck on straight path every day. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> also, the New York Hop Guild. Um, I actually have grown a bunch of hops myself. That Hoppy Harvestdale has uh, some hops that I grew in my house. But otherwise, you're really sort of restricted. I mean, there's a lot of great hops in New York. Definitely, but there's no Citra and Simcoe and Mosaic and you know Stratton some of Zappa. those names that people want to see. Some of those, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know, hype uh, or the, totally. those trendy ingredients. Yes. Galaxy, 
Galaxy, Galaxy and sure. all the things. <laughs> Galaxy and Matuka. <laughs> Galaxy everything. And Nelson. Citra Nugget. <laughs> so it's, it's hard to compete uh, from an IPA standpoint without using those hops. Which right. you have to stay, which you have to brew if you want to stay in business. Absolutely. The, the consumer demands it. But um, <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> but I also I, I like brewing a lot of other styles, and you can you have more versatility in uh, selecting the hops that are available. So what, what what kind of beers? What styles do you like to brew? What styles do you like to drink? What's you know, leaving IPAs? You know, uh, the Hazy Boys sure. uh, on the uh, <laughs> which I, I'm a big fan of. I'm I'm a sucker for those. So I, you know, me too. <laughs> uh, but you know what? What else do you like to drink? What else do you like to brew? I really like brewing dark stuff, browns and, and stouts and ambers. I also like brewing lagers because it's a little bit of a challenge, you know. There's not too many ingredients uh, in, the, in, the, in the beer, and so it's harder to cover your mistakes. So it's mm. a real, you know, Everything shines through. Yeah. Pilsners, that's, I, I find one of those things that's mm-hmm. easy to fuck up. Definitely. From, from, from what I understand. Because there's, yes. there's not a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff going on where you can mask uh, a flavor that or adjuncts did. right that yeah. that would do that oftentimes it's a single malt single hop type of thing maybe you mixed up a little bit but yeah there's not a lot um there's not a lot of room for error hmm. and huh. um it's tough from my production standpoint just because they take a little bit longer to yeah. produce it's sort of worth it in a sense uh, but you you know you could get away with brewing the cultures and the blondales and whatnot there's a lot of working class people around here that like those those crispy boys sure you know, and, of course uh, try to it's on try, my uh, shopping to... list <laughs> check the check crispy mark boys yes uh bread milk uh toilet paper and crispy boys please <laughs> and i shouldn't say working class people but uh no but yeah, you're right it's, it's the 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 white and blue collar pretty much i mean everyone from this area is is doing some sort of either local or because you have the ferry that goes straight mm-hmm. to Manhattan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, major business uh, here on Long Island. So, yeah, I, sure. I agree with you. A lot of teachers, firemen, policemen, yes. everybody like that. Am I considered blue collar? No. <laughs> You're not. I actually like that. I am dealing with shit all day, so that might be blue collar work. Different thing. <laughs> Mike Rowe might have, a, might, might have a different take on whether or not you're blue collar. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, maybe. But it is. It, it, that's that's the, the melting pot of Long Island, too, though. It's, it's all those people that are doing those various things from all walks of life. It's not all farmers, you know, upstate or, or even out in the West. It's, it's pretty much a, a good uh, smattering of all, all the types of people that mm-hmm. it could be. So even in this town, um, I used to work here uh, across the street from the Corvette uh, dealership. Hmm. At a film company uh, across the street called 30 FPS in Glen Cove. Hmm. Um, you know, we would shoot all over Long Island, but I was constantly, you know, jet setting into Manhattan, getting the gear, bringing it back. But the amount of people that were always here in the traffic, like you were mentioning, the traffic mm-hmm. is, is unbelievable. And that was close to 20 years ago still. So mm-hmm. it's still a, a vibrant town. And obviously, with the sure. explosion of what's going to go on, it, it's pretty crazy. Um, so the amber. Like I said, delicious. I love a good amber. Thank you. And then you uh, you poured us the IPA. That's what we're drinking now. This is the Bomb Johnson. Easy boy. The Bomb Johnson. <laughs> it's a it's a sounds like it's a dick joke, but let's let's <laughs> talk, let's talk about what the Bomb Johnson is. So you said it came from a buddy of yours, right? So my yeah, give us the background first of the name. My buddy Adamo and I are we get pretty crazy. And Adamo. Up. His last name's Adamo. Yep. First name oh. Chris. First name's Dan. Dan Adamo. Dan Adamo. I knew a Chris Adamo. Yeah. Where they they grew up in, uh, you know where he grew up? In Glenhead. 
Glenn had. Mm, I wouldn't it's know. It's kind of semi-big family. Okay. Um, brother is Eddie. Okay, no. no but no. Um, him and I just, we have all these names that they come up with. I mean, the Bob Johnson, Ron Don, Ron, Ron Don. I mean, the, the, these all do sound like dick jokes, Frank. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they, <laughs> just to let you know. They do. It sounds like you should be wearing a big Johnson t shirt <laughs> with a but, surfboard. Uh, I got a the whole. Girls love a big Johnson. Got a whole laundry list yeah. <laughs> of beer names, but. Um, and that's yeah. got to be like a, a tough, as much as we, you know, poke fun at everybody when we come, we hear the names of, uh, like we had Rebel Kettle on uh, a couple weeks ago and um, Working Glass Heroes. Everyone seemed to like it. I like that name. It was all right, but I didn't get like the reference. Maybe there's a reference I'm missing. Um, but it was good. Bruce it was, Springsteen? It was solid. Yeah, but that's Working no, Glass. No. Uh, working that's not Glass. Bruce Springsteen. Well, is he's from a... Arkansas. Does he really like Bruce? Doesn't everybody? No. no. Uh, well, for Journey, isn't that? Uh, is it? Eh, I don't know. It God. doesn't matter. But then the <laughs> other one was uh, with gnarly, and then the, what was the other one that we everyone really did like? It was a really cool, catchy name. Like shit, I wish I remember. I don't know. know. That's when the that's but when like the beer number the beer six, six started kicked to. in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be like one of those things where you guys are like constantly just. You know, spitballing in the brew house or, or working on something small and be like, what about we would do this and when we do that? How's, how do those names transpire? It's tough. Uh, it's hard to find both a brewery name that somebody doesn't have and yes. beer names. Uh, you know, you do. Quick, That's got to be getting the. the yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, the, the quick the Google brewery search. The, no, the beer names. Oh, the beer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and you don't want to trip on anybody's, uh, you know, copyright, I guess, if they really yeah. want a ball bust. Absolutely. You know, if they're a small brewery from Oregon, I don't think anyone's going to give a shit. But if they, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of breweries out there sending out a lot of different beer with names attached to every single one. I still, like, the local I still ones. like the barrage names. Oh, Steve, well, yeah. Steve has his, <laughs> yeah, he's got his own, his own thing. I fucking love it. Space but, tacos. I mean, but if you think like uh, the, uh, Other Half or um, Finback or any of those Brooklyn breweries that are putting out like a different beer every week, week yeah, if, yeah. if not more, the amount of the time they like that barrier. they spend, they're putting out. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a crazy amount of things. So, I, yeah, the quick search, trying to find out whether it's been taken or not. And Usually untapped is the best way to find ah, out. Ah, yeah, and good call. Just do a little quick search and see. Um, it's tough, though, for sure. Have you ever run into anything where you name something and it was already out there? You're like, shit. I had a beer on Lickety Split. I saw there were a million of those. Uh, gee whiz. Uh, somebody has that, so really? I, I can't name it that. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough. So. Tap room special. Yeah, <laughs> beer formerly known as. Yeah. You know. um, so this IPA, uh, the Bomb Johnson, right. um, give us the the lowdown on you know what you were using here because we were talking about it during the break and sure. you know it's a, a little different than what people normally are brewing with. So sure, yeah, hundred percent New York State mall. We got the two row and a whole bag of oats, some wheat, some soft red wheat in there. Uh, the hot bill is Citra and Triumph on the hot side. Hmm. Yeah. We got Galaxy and Idaho Gem on the dry hop. Have not heard that one before. I like that. The name. Gem? I've heard Idaho, Idaho 7. But similar to Idaho yeah. 7. Okay. Yeah, very similar. Uh, I think there's also, I think I threw some Citra in there too. I did a double, a double dry hop. Okay. Um, really just, I split the dry hop bill in half to couple two, yeah. two batches almost yeah, two, yeah. T- uh, two editions okay um, and then the yeast is um, Lalamed uh, East Coast 
I believe it's East Coast Ale Yeast. Okay. Which is kind of similar to like Conan. No. So you don't have a house yeast, I guess. Is, no, you know, that's, no, I don't have now a house Now, what does it take to develop something like that? Is that something that happens over time, or is that something that, like, you were the first one to get there, and then you're just going to develop? <laughs> I, I'm like, Because I, we were talking about house yeast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, well, how does someone you know, keep that house yeast for the next one, for the next one, for the next one, to keep that consistency throughout? So I'm no expert, but I'm... My understanding is that, uh, you know, you, you would use a yeast and over a couple of generations, it begins to evolve and change. And you say, wow, you know, this this variation tastes great. And then you would send that off to a lab. They would isolate yeah. the cells and then store it in the bank. And then every time you wanted to pitch, they would grow it up. Oh, they'd send it. Oh, okay. I believe that's, huh, how, I that's, believe that's how it's done. Wow. Unless you have an in-house lab. Excuse me, uh, scientist. Unless you're North Fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, yes, excuse uh, me, scientist. Um, I know it's not your job or nothing, but uh, <laughs> go get me some of this. Mop this shit up when I'm done. Uh, like, that's, it's, it's one of those you know, weird things where... Uh, why can't I think of the name of the Dave Chappelle movie you're quoting? Right? Half-Baked. Half-Baked. There you go. You. you did get the reference, I though. did get the reference. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, janitor. Janitor. This is definitely um, an issue for me here. Um, you know... I don't need a whole liter of yeast. That's how it's sold by Imperial. Do you need a liter of cola? There it is. I, was yes. for it. <laughs> I need a liter of beer. Yes. <laughs> Two liters. Stein. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, to, to, to pick that out, are you going by experience or you, do you get like a sample pack in the mail so you know what you're working with? Or how, how does that work when you want to use a specific yeast or are you going off of... Do you turn it into a nice sourdough? Yes. <laughs> nice little pretzel. Well, yes, the pretzel sign that's over there. That's right. They're baked in Glencove. Nice. Or made in Glencove, I should say. Yeah. Um, well, so what's the process? Uh, it's really just from experience. I, I, I tend to like Imperial Juice, um, okay. which is London 3 uh, equivalent. Um, but, you and know, they make the, several strains of that, I guess, at, at different um, variations in that you're going to get a different flavor profile from this one as opposed to that one, but they're all in the same family or genus. Is it broken down like that or? Well, you know, you have Y yeast and white labs and Omega and, and Imperial and they all have sort of similar. There's a whole chart that you can look at with the equivalents on them. And I, I bet they're slight variations of one another, but they're yeah. pretty much the same okay. across the board. Uh, some of the specialties, you know, you just go, okay, I'm going to brew a Belgian triple. So what do they got? And then, you know. You get a list of what they, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of times it's just, oh, this is the yeast that I've been using and I feel comfortable with it. And You know uh, you know what that's going to do as far as yeah. in, in the fermentation vessel. You know mm -hmm. what the, mm -hmm. how it's going to perform. It, but it always changes from generation to generation. I mean, all the time. And I, I have spunding valves, so I ferment under pressure. So I've noticed that after a couple generations, it, uh, it tastes kind of. Changes uh, hmm. sometimes better, sometimes worse. I was gonna say so, for the I mean, for the good or for the bad. It, I guess it would depend. Kind of dependent. Um, yeah. Have you had a bad batch and you're like, nope. A lot of bad batches in my, particularly at my house. So far here, you know, nothing that I've been like, whoa, you know, and I'm gonna dump it. Yeah, just um, not what the expectation was, but it was still something sellable, drinkable that you'd want to put out there and still represent the brand. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The, you're not disappointed in it. You're just like, oh, that's something different. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sort of like uh, Bob Ross. Happy accident. Who <laughs> <laughs> paid the happy trees? Happy little hops. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. it'd be awesome to see him paint like a hop farm. 
Like today we're going to yeah. paint a harp farm. We're going to have the, uh, the, the bearded gentleman over there by the happy house. I think you just thought of an event for a brewery. I think Ooh, <laughs> paint night. Paint night. With a Bob Ross hop impersonator, <laughs> but it's a hop farm. It's not a bad one. I think we can actually make that happen. <laughs> Thinking hopscotch. Have you been to hopscotch down in Deer Park yet? I have not. Uh, I was. He's got to get a hold of some of this. This is very good. I like this. I, co- I come through there. So He has uh, reached out to me. Uh, oh, good. Particu- okay. Particularly when I was building the place. Um, <laughs> particularly when it was inopportune time to sell him <laughs> beer. <laughs> and, and I was going to stop down there one day, but uh, I was making my rounds, picking up some guest tap. And he was just happened to be closed that day, so I uh, missed the opportunity there. Yeah, but I, I do mean to make it over there. Yeah. It's a great place. Yeah, very cool. Um, they, they, you know, it's one of those places where he's he does his job to find very unique stuff to put on the board, mm-hmm. and then you know he's doing a lot more events now and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that's why I brought up the Bob, you know, the Bob mm-hmm. Ross thing, mm-hmm. kind of made me bring that up. So it's it's interesting, and then at just bringing new people to the scene. That's that's kind of what his goal is: bring new people to the scene. They'll see your name on the board, and then they're out, you know, looking. The last for time it, I was there, it. he had coloring books for the kids, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" <laughs> yeah. now, I can, now I can talk to you for five fucking minutes. Right. <laughs> so he, he let my son take home like a Connects uh, helicopter, and Mac was like, "Ah, I, I, this is awesome!" I he's playing with the whole time, up on the things, going on with that. I'm like, "Don't break glass, you dick!" And he's all over. And so then we finally come in, and Mark's like, "Just, just take, take it home." I'm like, "Dude." It's going to be lost in 10 minutes when we get to my house. It's going to take a second fiddle to everything else we have. How about next time I come in and I'll bring more toys for everybody. We'll take the donated toys and bring it there. So now there's going to be more toys at Hopscotch. Nice. Providing more happy faces for adults that want to drink alcohol and leave their kids in the corner. (laughs) That's the point. Um, And how's the atmosphere? That brings me to that. It's kind of where I was directing the ship here. How's the atmosphere up in the town? Is there families that come? Is it, like, I know you said working class, but is there enough people out in the town that you're getting, you know, like those families and that, that vibe that... that um, foot traffic. Yeah. The tasting room culture is definitely um, growing. My biggest hurdle is getting people in the door. Um, Glen Cove is sort of, it's a weird area. It's on the up and up, but it's sort of a ghost town at night. So um, not a lot of foot traffic. But everyone who's come through the door has really enjoyed it, and they, they come back. And Good. that's a great thing. So, well, Like I said, you visually got them the minute they walk in. They're like, what is this freaking yep, absolutely. clean lines of, everywhere, and everything's just... A, a lot of compliments, for sure, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, very warm spot. Um, I guess that's what it is. Do you have live music? Uh, I have had live music, but then the BMI started calling, and they oh, really? wanted uh, hundreds of dollars. Uh, what? You know, the BMI? Uh, oh no no! I meant like like a performer. BMI yeah. is a, um, a copyright ah like yeah. ASCAP oh, and everything yeah. like that. Fuck them! Yes, fuck them up their ass. Yes, yeah. Like they don't have enough money <laughs> that everyone pays into it. But that's they want for just a guy and a guitar. They want the for my grand. So I've had three shows thus far. Okay. Um, one in particular on the grand opening, and this guy Don Bickoff, and he was actually signed with BMI. Okay. So somehow they found out that he played here and then i got then i got I follow called. him on instagram or facebook that's how yeah they probably Pretty got a much. young uh, fucking social media yep 
It's the biggest uh, snitching <laughs> platform in America. And so they the called and they, they tried to strong arm me, but mm. I held my ground. I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I just won't have live music, uh, at least for now. Yeah. You know, the, the, the matrix that they, they show, they, give you the, they, they send you this whole template and it goes. <laughs> just laugh at it. <laughs> seriously. It's like how, how many square feet, what's your occupancy, how many times a week do you have music, Did how you many type songs into those, those ranges, <laughs> fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> No, I didn't get that far. I just <laughs> took a look at it. And I said, you know, get lost. See you later. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's not really worth it. I mean, come may- find me. I'm here <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Maybe once I have, uh, you know, it's it's on a regular the, the, the crowd is on steady on a regular basis. I could justify having now, are the other breweries music. actually doing that, too. Then I mean, there's a lot of them that have a live music and no, no one seems to have a problem with, you know, that I, issue. I don't know. It's um, probably that one dude. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just throwing it out there. It was probably the one dude that ruined things. I I would stick, tr- you know, non-signed motherfuckers. <laughs> Original music isn't a problem. Yeah, um, it's only the cover the cover songs. Once they, once they play the cover like, so songs, someone's sitting here keeping track of that shit. Like, up? Oh, no, they're not. He played the fucking. He played Journey again. Let me, let me throw this. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you have. Uh, a, a Brewers Collective, all right? So Tim throws on music on his turntables, mm-hmm. right? And it's not his music. He didn't fucking write that. Mm-hmm. He's just spinning. They're going to hit him up? No, they're not. So who, who's watching this? I, I'm an audio engineer. Didn't, uh, this is my industry, and I think it's all bullshit. No one's making music on that. I'm making money on that shit. No one's making money on copyright stuff. It's Wasn't just, Zach, didn't Zach say he had someone come in and try and, and fucking shake them down? Did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's, then they're just looking for a cash grab. That's not like real, like, you know, like lawyers coming in and, and serving you and any of that shit. It's bullshit. There's every single bar in America has people playing music. They're not coming to every bar. We're supposed to actually... Sign up for the commercial account. I understand yeah, what you're supposed, supposed to. to do, and yeah. no one does it. Nobody <laughs> does it. Nope. And the sad thing is that Don Bickoff was saying, I told him, he was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. He was like, you know, I don't even get any money from them. I get yeah. like pennies on the dollar. Exactly. So here They're, I am It's not going to the musician. Yeah. It's going to the goddamn company. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Was that your impression of like uh, a corporate yes. bigwig guy? <laughs> Just checking. Send me. Rebel, rebel, rebel. Rebel, rebel. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, if you like the meatball place, all right? They don't, they have direct TV and they had to pay a bunch of that, but that, you know, it's not. It's Cost split. of doing business. Correct. It, that's what it was. But then they have a live band in there almost every week and it was. Cover song after cover song after cover song. In between yeah. knife fights. In between, in between <laughs> stabbings. <laughs> but it, 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 no, it wasn't. It wasn't because of the music. Let's, let's <laughs> lit my own worst it's enemy. My sound. Doesn't you know promote stabbing? It just promotes emoness and <laughs> the the no and visions one, of Pam Anderson. Yes, that's a good point. It's a great. I, I forgot it's a about that. Great video. I Miserable. <laughs> uh, oh, that's right. Yes, you make me feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made me come. That's what it is. You make me completely miserable. That's, That's what it is. Yes, yes, well, yes, it's yes. done in stage. Yeah, we know how it yeah. goes, God damn it. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, no one's shaking down those restaurants. No one's shaking down those. So I don't know why they would come after you. It just it makes very little sense. They don't like the cut of his jib. Yeah. <laughs> I see you put a new floor in. That must have cost you a bunch of ducats. <laughs> Everybody's got their hand on I know, man. I know. It's, it's a tough one. Uh, you got a, a pretty full board, and we're only on uh, beer number two. So let's uh, let's take a quick break because I do want to 
see if this uh, helped the YouTube stream. I actually switched it over to stereo as opposed to 5.1. Maybe that was the difference. I don't know. Why would we broadcast at 5.1? We're not broadcasting let's have 5.1. Let's have Tech Talk during the break. You want to do Tech Talk? I mean, not now. No, no, no. I mean, during the break. Yeah, yeah. Sure. All right, cool. All right, so this, <laughs> let's uh, pop these on. And do, Why, you want to talk about 5.1? I'm curious why the fuck we would be in 5.1. I know. It's the monitoring of 5.1, <laughs> not so much the broadcasting in 5.1. Anyway, so we're with Mike at PeteGovsRadio.com. We're live here at Noble Savage in Glen Cove, New York. And we're going to take a quick break. And we'll be right back after this. Govs Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Govs Radio, streaming live 24-7. Visit govsradio.com for our show schedule and upcoming studio events. You're listening to Govs Radio, internet radio versus whatever that alien shit is. Whose idea was this anyway? Govs Radio. <laughs> You're listening to The Wart on Govs Radio. Hey, uh, moron, it's pronounced The Wart. What the hell is a wart? Pronounce the wart. What is it? The wart? Yeah, okay, I'll do that again. This is the wart on Govs Radio. It is the wart. Not wart, not fort, not short. The wart. I'm sorry, I just don't know what that means. When do you guys start drinking? Who says we haven't been drinking? Where's mine? If I say it correctly this time, can I have a drink? Uh, we'll think about it. You're listening to The Works on Govs Radio. Hey. <laughs> hey, so we're at Mike at PeteGovsRadio.com. We are live here at Noble Savage Brewing Company in Glen Cove. North Shore, baby, North Shore. Uh, so we, uh, we poured another beer here, and we're going to have to talk about this because I like this. It has all of the chocolate nibs, Grass. All of the chocolate nibs. <laughs> the flavor profile for that would be uh, up Grass's alley, I would say. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, this, this uh, whole concept of, of what you're trying to put together, you have a very versatile um, you know, board at this point. Mm-hmm. A lot of different things there that people can choose from, from the pale to the lager, the uh, amber soon to come to the board, mm-hmm. um, and the stout as well. The IPA that we have was delicious. Thank um, you. you know, there's you're definitely on point with what you're brewing here. There's, there's no doubt that Thanks. you're gonna do <laughs> the fine. The IPA is very, very good. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Pete, Pete, and I were both talking about it as you were in the back, and <laughs> we were talking behind your back. Oh, Only good. nice things, though. <laughs> Only nice things. But yeah, it was. It was the IPA is, it's. Uh, I, I feel like it's one of those things that that's easy to do. You know, like eight out of ten. Every, everyone has at least one or two hazies that are eight out of ten, mm-hmm. and it's such a hard fucking category to stand out in. Definitely, but you, but you have to make a few yeah. to keep the doors open. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, based upon that idea, what's the top seller at this point, or what has been the top seller? The Kolsch. Really? Yeah. So it's good your, summer beer. There's people that come in here that only want the Kolsch and get upset. When, when that, don't that I don't it. have it on the board. I, I have actually a, I have a fermenter full of it right now, but um, wait, wait, waiting on this keg situation. Right, right. Mm. And, well, tell uh, us what happened. What, what was the deal? Oh, yeah. man. The everlasting saga. Uh, <laughs> I had gotten kegs from, um, I don't want to say the manufacturer. Yeah, that's fine. But I had gotten these kegs. Sort a, of, a manufacturer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sort of an atypical setup. It was a, you know, a disposable liner. is a plastic shell and disposable liner. Okay. The liners weren't holding pressure. It was uh, de- defective. There's all this back and forth, and eventually I lost some beer. Um, you know, the, the liner popped during service, so Ugh. I said, screw it. 
I want my money back, and they were gracious and refunded me my money. But, okay. Uh, then I opted for the Sabco pub jugs. Okay. Uh, because I don't have the room or the money for a keg washer. Um, right. Now I know you can yeah. go around uh, some places like Great South Bay. They they'll do it for you. Bring a bunch down there. Yeah, and they'll wash it. Pay them a few dollars per keg, and they'll take it. But then you gotta. Then you have to transport them, right? Absolutely, yeah. You got a truck? (laughs) I know. You 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 own a box van. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I'm a small operation, so I get away with only a few, but then you got to make all this back and forth. And that's uh, from from, uh, Glen Cove to Bayshore is, you know, it's a fucking hike. It's a hike. 40 minutes. Definitely. So you're investing, you know, a two-hour trip, considering you want to get, like, a snack on the way. (laughs) Yeah. And you're supposed to fill the kegs within 24 hours of uh, it being put through the... Right, so it's all about the scheduling, too. So you're brewing, let's say, on a Tuesday or Wednesday, and... You got to They got to kind of meet that schedule for you to run down there, get it done, and fill it up the next day. Yep, absolutely. Um, so I opted for the Sabco Pub Jugs. It's a standard slim, uh, but it's got a tri clamp top. You can mm-hmm. pull the spear out. That allows me to manually uh, clean the kegs. Right. So I can see inside. I don't need, you know, a whole keg cleaning. Uh, is it, is it, would it be, I mean, I would think it's more, a little more expensive on one end, but you're going to save that money in the sure. cleaning end in the end, right? Absolutely. That's the, a lot of ends, sorry. The Sabco <laughs> um, pub jugs are stainless, so they're like 170 a pop. If you buy more Oof. than 50 of them, they drop to 150. That's still. Yeah, it's a lot of money. That's an investment, it's a, sure. It's a yeah. whole other thing. It's like, Not that you had to knock down a wall or anything. It was fine. <laughs> it's just... You just keep going on with your life. That so. really hit me over the head. Um, yeah, that one got to you? That one got yeah. me. Just the timing of it all, um, a little financially stressed And that And point, you said it was during opening, right? It's during within that op- first... Opening, yeah. The kegs were defective, and um, thankfully... It's a great time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was freaking out, but um, you know, I put, a, I put a request out on the Long Island Brewery Owners... Um, secret Facebook page. Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody is so gracious. I mean, what a great community we have. Everybody Absolutely. Everybody's trying to help out uh, everybody. Oh, I got a few a few half barrels for you. And, yeah. and eventually, um, uh, Garvey's Point was so gracious enough to give me. Uh, and that's such think. a, uh, uh, let's say... A disclaimer for people starting new breweries. You know, you want to be in, in a community where, you know, people are going to help each other out. And, and I know it's tough because you're in the same town. You're vying for the same customer base. Um, but yet they're going to turn around and, and help you out. That's a big deal. That's that's big. Absolutely. That's really big for them. And it's big for you. Uh, and, and again, it's you got and what we were talking about all these months and time is um, Babylon. Uh, I'm sorry, Bayshore. uh Holbrook, Riverhead, they're communities of beer. Mm-hmm. People are going, I, I, and I don't want to put this in a bad way, but let's say you're the only one here. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot tougher for someone to just come up here just for you Sure. than to come up here when there's multiple stops. Mm-hmm. You'd make a day of it, right? Mm-hmm. You come up here, hit an opening, hit the late night, go to a dinner. It makes a lot more sense when there's multiple breweries in an area, especially an area like this, where it's a little harder to reach than like central hubs uh, mm-hmm. of, of Babylon or that's what I was sure. meaning by that. So it definitely helps to have both of you Absolutely. as part of this yeah. and together grow as the new the community kind of grows with the new apartments and all the other, you know, 
fantastic stuff that's going to happen in the next few months. There's a lot of people that come here and they say, oh, we just came from Garvey's or, oh, we're going to, you know, we came here, we're about to go to Garvey's. Mm. So there's, like you're saying, there's a lot. There's a couple of breweries banking on that down in Oceanside. So, you know, uh, Barriers is an established place Mm -hmm. and South Shore opened up a few weeks ago and they're within five minutes and then Long Beach and Flying Belgium are going to open their shared space, you know, within five minutes of that. So it's, it's a thing where I can go down to Oceanside for the day Mm-hmm. And spend an equal amount of time at all three. It's 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 nice, and it's the same thing with here. You know, when and I then came, Freeport's close enough, and you can hit up Brew SA. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and and Pete over there, and and there's places like that all over Long Island. And we were talking to Re- Rebel Kettle again. I'm going to go back to that in Arkansas. It was a great fucking phone conversation. By <laughs> it the way. was, yeah. We, we were on phone with him for like an hour. John was great. Um, you know, he's more spread out, so you have to like go to them mm-hmm. to visit them. But like for us. Um, you know, in, in the population and the density, having 60-something breweries in a very small space that only two breweries may exist out in Arkansas in that mm-hmm. space, you're all vying for customer base, but it's, it's all here. Yeah, everyone yeah. Can, can make their money and, and make their living and do what they need to do. So why not help your neighbor and make exactly. it more of a, uh, an established friendship and, um, you know, a, a centralized hub and a destination spot for everything? Absolutely. We live in a very unique area, for sure. Yeah. I think uh, the town of uh, Hempstead alone has more people than most states. So that population density is able to carry and support. I, I was talking to a guy from work today who was in, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, uh, so I live in Farmingdale, and we looked it up, and it's about 1.2 square miles is, is the, the village of Farmingdale. Uh, the city he lives in in Minnesota, and by city, it's, you know, <laughs> Uh, We've used that term loosely. Right. Uh, <laughs> that includes farm there, animals. There are parts Dairy, Dairy that are larger than Farmingdale. <laughs> yeah. Just like, like community parks? Like community parks that are like three times the size of my town. <laughs> I'll just build a, an apartment complex there and a restaurant there, and you got yourself Farmingdale in the middle of nowhere. They have parks that are like three square miles. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, so that, that, that relationship, jammed. obviously, from that experience kind of grew. And like, you, like I said, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's what's going to be like now moving forward. Yeah, um, They really came through in a, in a pinch, you know, trying to get you up and running and back to where you should be. It would have been a disaster. I can imagine. I just, but, but I did have a few other breweries offering. It was just very convenient that they were right next door. and <laughs> Ten and, minutes away, not even. And, yeah, hats yeah. off to them. They, That's they awesome. definitely um, helped me out a lot. Yeah, we had, uh, we had uh, his brother on uh, from Six Harbors, right? Isn't that? Uh, Who's that? Uh, Garvey's Mark. Point. Mark from Six Harbors. Oh, Isn't it's his brother? brother? Oh, That's, I have no idea. That's what I heard. I, I brother think they, or brother-in-law? It was, it was, it, it's family-related. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they obviously have, like, some sort of connection somehow, mm-hmm. some way. But I remember in our interview with him, I w- I've always held on to that. Like, oh, just freaking tell your brother to call us. I mean, <laughs> I'd love to have him on. Um, but again, another established brewery in the town, and it mm-hmm. definitely helps the whole community. So um, let's talk about this stout because sure. I'm going to drink this too fast before we even. <laughs> it's delicious. Well, well, thank you. Tell me a little bit about what's going on here. So we got the two row. Um, Went with flake barley on this one. I think maybe next time we'll do some oats just to change it up. Okay. Um, some crystal 60. Push that ABV up too, right, with the, <laughs> with the oats. Now, I, I don't have a problem with I like a good, you know, like breakfast stouts to me are one of my favorite mm-hmm. styles, to be honest. And I like a good, like Pete said before, it's like a session stout. 
mm-hmm. but it, I, I like the taste of a stout, so mm-hmm. I want to drink a lot of it. This past weekend, I had a stout. It was 14.5%, <laughs> and I could only have maybe a half a glass before mm-hmm. I was going to be sent into orbit, but I like to enjoy it. <laughs> it was a sipping beer, but I want to enjoy more of that full mouth feel and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I, yeah. I got giggity. Got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must be tired. That's yeah. right by me. Okay. <laughs> the full mouthfeel. All right. That's fine. I tend but to it, enjoy beers that are in the four and a half to six and a half, no more than seven range. Anytime it gets a little over, you know, that, I, it really mess, starts messing me up. Yeah, so yeah. I, I tend to brew. I like the boozy range. ones, the, yeah. the, the eight to 10%. Mm-hmm. That's, I my, don't know. My brew house also, it's, uh, it's difficult for me to get a above six three i'm not sure whether why or is not, that i'm not sure whether or not it's the the malt or if it's just uh tank geometry or the hmm. you know the way that my water chemistry or everything like that but huh. i've been i'm that's i'm, re- it. I'm really maxing out at, yeah. at about six three so which isn't terrible i mean so uh, no quads no quads. <laughs> oh well i have you know certain things like um uh, double IPA, you know, I have some dextrose or we'll do yeah, Belgian I was say, triple. Yeah, you, you could throw in the extra sugars in there and maybe try to push it a little oh, bit. Oh, no, no, I meant like a Belgian quad, not uh, yeah, quadruple uh, IPA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Billy from Nightmare? Get him in here. <laughs> Give him the quad. Um, or even something like a Belgian triple. You can use the, the Belgian candy sugar. Ah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that would really add that. Tasty. Yeah. But that's done during fermentation, correct? Or is that during... There's a bunch of different ways to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I usually add it to the hot side. You, you, you want to make sure that that, that sugar is, is sterile. Oh, mm, yeah, good point. You know. um, but yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm planning on doing a Belgian triple soon. Nice. And I might draw some off into uh, one of those pub jugs and uh, do a little dry cereal. cereal or, how do you say? Cerealing. Cerealing. <laughs> That's a little... Uh, what do you think makes a good fruit, Belgian triple? Fruity pebbles. Uh, uh, for me, it's nice... It'll be interesting to use the New York State malt because I, I like a nice continental uh, mm. Pilsner malt. And then um, you get the Belgian candy sugar. Sometimes, you know, it's like aromatic malt thrown in there. Um, maybe it'll, Usually get that banana feel or... or it's a very yeast-driven. Yeah. Beer, so sure. I, I like to uh, equate it to, you know, frosted flakes with sliced bananas on top. Yeah. And then that, <laughs> that kind of feeling is what I get from those triples. Um, one of the breweries on Long Island, St. James, does a really great job. Very on good triple. triple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good triple. Uh, transmitter as well, if you want to go into the Brooklyn and Queens area. Um, but there's not that many that are doing it around here. I guess Triple H or Port Jeff. Yeah. Port Jeff did one, but that didn't. I don't think that took off very well because they, they kind of stopped doing uh, it. Uh, great South Bay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, their uh, Muscat Love is a triple. Ooh, okay. It's very good. That's and that's like nine percent or something Jeez. obnoxious like that. Yeah, that's a that's a single. It's very good. That's a nightcap. Kind of yeah. like the fourteen percent. That's a single right. serving, ten ounce. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. I um, I, I I just I have this feeling um, that what we're what we're getting into is experimenting with a higher percentage alcohol beers because there's a clientele for that. So mm-hmm. things like triple IPAs. Belgian triples, um, even the stouts that can you know jump up to like the nine, ten, eleven percent. Those are people going to start seeking those out, especially in the, here in the winter months, the winter warmers and the things that really kind of you know settle your stomach a little bit, as they say. You know, nightcaps, you know, it really does help. So I'm assuming that's going to be kind of what you're looking at the seasonal as we move the into flow, the winter yeah. months. Yeah, um, still learning what my regular offerings are going to be. 
been more. So say, do you have any flagships, any staples right now? Do you have one you've brewed the most so far? The Kolsch, or? for sure. The yeah. Kolsch, and um, yeah, we mentioned that before. The yeah. Brown is something that I plan on having on a regular basis. IPAs are sort of dime a dozen. I mean, I, I can, you have you have the room to experiment um, with all the hops and, and whatnot. So right, right. I'm not really married to one hop. Uh, excuse me, one. IPA like oh Julius or that, that was it yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's also one of those uh, one of those styles people are always looking for the for the for the newest the the new release so yeah tough to have something that's unless that's the you know you fucking go viral or yeah. or whatever the brewery equivalent of going viral is and sure that's something you have to have on tap all the time but well that's it otherwise it's, people it's are looking for like oh famous I had sense. it last week so it's got to suck now so what what IPA do you have this week yeah. <laughs> I, I've really been trying to figure out what this, what this hype is all about and, and how to create hype. And I'm wondering if hype is now a thing of the past and now there's so many breweries where it's just like... It it's settled like, down a little bit, maybe. Yeah, um, but what is, the, what is the equation? What is the recipe uh, for the hype? I don't know. I, you know? I, I'm going to say it starts with the, the branding, mm-hmm. the, the catch-your-eye kind of stuff um, that gets people that first initial... Um, you know, exposure to what it is. Past that, then you got to get them with something clever. Mm-hmm. You know, something funny, something clever, something that's like, oh. And then finally, it actually ends up being the actual beer. <laughs> like, sure. it does end up coming to that. It could be a, a fun name. It could be a, a clever catch. It could be great artwork on a can. It could be everything. But if the beer sucks, it doesn't make a difference. It's got to be right. solid beer. I don't think you're going to have a problem with that, to be honest with you. Well, thank you. So then it's beyond that. You have to now look at the, you know, the artwork and the branding. That's what gets us. I mean, I'm more social media prone than Pete is. Pete's very relatively new. Only during the show has he ever been part of social media. But I've been on it forever since it's been like incepted, uh, you know, a long time ago. And I've and been following a lot of people and, and breweries all over the country and the world. And, and really, you know, the ones that are traded the most, obviously it comes down to the beer. But a lot of it is check out this can artwork. Look how cool it looks. You know, Instagram's a big deal. Snapchat's a big deal. Snapchat. Um, well, I don't do Snapchat, but uh, I know it's out there. I know people using Snapchat filters to do Instagram videos, and then just simulcasting it. Um, see, simulcasting on both uh, your Instagram and Snapchat. So they'll t- they'll take a Snapchat video, and you could save that video, and then they'll upload it to mm-hmm. you know Instagram. Um, and as those you know, fifteen year olds seven years ago are now 22 year olds mm-hmm. that's kind of what they're using their their social media and the trading online i mean a lot of what we what mm-hmm. we trading um does have to do with the style but a lot of them are attracted to what it looks like what the can art is what the branding is what what, what it kind of pops out to be mm-hmm. in addition to just the name as well sure um you know like we'll we'll cite rebel kettle and they had this cool skull with a pompadour greaser you know, it, it just stands out. And, and people are looking at it like, oh, that, that looks pretty dope. I'm sure the beer tastes good. And it did. But that's the thing. Like, it catches you right off the bat with that visualization, mm-hmm. that, that, that concept that we're all kind of visual animals here sure. in our social media world. Because we, we're, we're not getting hit with um, uh, sound. We're not getting hit with smell or taste. It's the only sense that social media is hitting you. Sure. Right off the bat, with is visualizations. So I think that's the the mm-hmm. first thing that probably you would want to think about sure. when you get to that point. Are you planning on crowlering or I, you do growler so, fills now? I, as Ooh. so so far, we have not done any to go. 
Okay. Um, I do lose a lot of sales, I feel, uh, but I just can't, if I were to, with the whole keg situation right now, yeah. it just would be a nightmare. So um, once we get past that, they should be shipping in the next week or so. Okay. I do. Oh, so you're really close to just, you know, full service at this point. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of big changes. Um, we're getting, wine, oh, I just did the equipment financing for a wine, a dual zone wine kegerator. We oh, have the Crowler cool. station. I designed a, a Randall we're going to put up there with all tri-clamp fittings. Nice. We'll do some back bar. Did you build the Randall or did you buy it from Dogfish? No, no. Yeah. Every, in the spirit of Noble Savage, I, I feel like I have to build everything. Yes. <laughs> I built everything in here. so. And I assume that's the where Randall. the name came from, right? I mean, like. Oh, the name, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even we even talked about the name Noble Savage. So, I was camping with my buddy Adama. Okay. On this beautiful river, and let's just say we were a little tuned up, you know, getting a little righteous, you know, and uh, uh, we, it, it was a profound moment in our in our lives, and, and we sort of thought um, that we that we were or that we wanted to be noble savages, okay. you know, and we wanted to have a noble vision, noble demeanor, but be savage in our in our actions and the way that we go about our business okay and um yeah and so the candle on that camp out we weren't allowed to have a fire and uh state park regulation yeah kind of thing? state yeah. park yeah. so we uh we had a candle and there's a picture on it uh, of it it's my on facebook uh, what is it called on the back uh, the giant oh, the banner the, the yeah yeah the facebook like profile banner or whatever you can see the candle there i hate so. facebook just so you know i'm just throwing it out there like i don't i hate i hate facebook Ugh. and so that picture sort of um memorializes that day and that, yeah and since developed the artwork from that i would assume yeah and yeah. i sort of you know assign that some meaning you know represents your life and you only get one life to live and it starts burning down you got to live you know figure if you want to be live nobly or savagely you want to walk the line be a noble savage sort yeah of thing. that's what i'm going for <laughs> savage is a big word it's like one of those those um trendy words in a sense uh sure, yeah. you know like girardi was used not girardi uh Aaron Boone was using it to describe the Yankee. And I see the Mets shirt, so I'm in Mets fan. I actually too. caught. I, I'm not a big baseball fan, but yeah. I, I caught this uh, when <laughs> I the, went. The actually, gun? actually, with the uh, uh, Matt Roselle invited me okay. out to uh, uh, New York City Brewers Guild meeting at City Field. At the City Field. Shit, we got to get on that one. <laughs> and we I, should be part of the and, guild. And I caught the shirt. That's yeah. awesome. I don't think they'll let us in. No, they won't let us in. <laughs> well, these two assholes. <laughs> they got microphones. Get the fuck out of here. What they the fan? There is some talk of having, you know, allied members. And no. Get in on that. I've already I've already sent emails to Paul up at the, uh, <laughs> the Guild about our uh, podcast being linked through the Think New York, Drink New York app. That would be cool. Yeah. He said we already have something in the process. That was two years ago. Nothing in the process. I got this. We'll, we'll hit him up again in like a few months and be like, so about that podcast thing, can we link up to that or what? I mean, we'll stop using the C word. I won't even say it because I used it a couple times and I'm thinking <laughs> oh, back like oh that's boy. probably what may have gotten us into Facebook jail at one point. Hmm. But uh, we can tone down our cursing just a little bit enough to get on the podcast. I don't know if I can commit you to You want to be on the Think New York, Drink New York app with thousands yeah. of people? What do you mean? Eh. <laughs> Think like, Sounds like stop being noble, be savage. Yeah. See? Oh. <laughs> See? Sounds like censorship to me. I know. <laughs> you can walk the line. You can be both, man. Um, so what, what do you think you're going to have for the future here? I, I know you're talking a lot about, you know, like, the, b b let's get past the, the kegs things for a moment. Sure. What's, what's your bigger view for the future of this, this space and, uh, and the brand? 
my goal, and this ties into what we were talking about before, my goal has always been about the hype. My goal has always been to invent a style, much like Tired Hands and Omnipolo invented mm-hmm. the Milkshake IPA. Um, when I first got into this, I my intention, and it still is. You uh, have something in a, in, a, in a treasure chest, don't you? Just waiting <laughs> to be uncovered. I think that the net, so for... Take a step back. So for a long time, it was IPAs, it was IPA, mm-hmm. IPA, and then it the was wet, that West Coast piney, resiny sort yep. of. Yep. And then right in the in the nineties and everything, and then it became uh, you know East Coast IPAs, and then sour is a big and everything like that. And now, I think the next frontier is going to be botanical beers. You start seeing a hmm. lot of breweries uh, incorporating those ingredients and pine needles. Ooh, pine needles, uh, spruce tips, hibiscus. Um, hibiscus, yeah. Um, I like the hibiscus. Different things, me. dandelion root, um, hmm. chicory, um, all these different um, herbs. What was the, the thing that uh, the Brews Collective did? The uh, Pine needles. No, no, but uh, we did. It's uh, spruce juice. Spruce juice. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, actually, that's, that's so weird. It's like a, <laughs> huh. I like that spruce. beer. I actually had that on tap here. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim, for the delicious. <laughs> And just to, to, to cite that out, when you first started, you had a lot more guest taps as you're trying to build yeah. up your, your reserves. And yeah. now it, you're left with one, with one, guest, one, tap. Yeah. one guest tap. Um, Filled out your tap line. <laughs> yeah, by, by the end of that year, you know, we had our soft opening June 1st. By the end of that year, I was out of money and I was like, I need to open the doors. Yeah, uh, I was a ways off from brewing. Uh, I hadn't set up the brew house and everything. I was still waiting on some components. So, um, thankfully, the Farm Brewers Bill allows you to uh, serve New York State label beer, cider, Correct, meat, yeah. wine, spirits by the glass and by the bottle. I could have essentially become a uh, almost like, like a, a shop, a liquor store. Yeah, yeah <laughs> in a sense. Um, but um, thank goodness for the Farm Brewery Bill because I, I I would have been in a very tight. I situation. think that's what it was designed for, right? To get some of the new businesses up and running, and then be able to then. You know, afford to get the full license where they can use the New York State, mm-hmm. and we're finding out a lot of these guys that started with the farm brewers now are getting the full microbrewery license. Sure, because now they can afford it, and then they can use whatever they want. And then it really takes the next level. And you can also have combined craft, where uh, you hold you're allowed to hold two licenses. Mm-hmm. So you could be a brewer and a distiller, like inner mm. borough. Ah, yeah, right, correct. Or you know, you could be a the farm brewers bill allows you to brew uh, or make cider as well so that's sort of packaged in there but um i believe Pobre, there's like a lot of ciders yep right absolutely yeah, but concept. then there's also what's uh combined craft so you can hold a microbrewer's license and a farm brewer's license so um you know at that point only half my understanding is that only half of the beer that you brew is subjected to the 60 percent requirement okay and oh, the other, all right so it really reduces other, and would you still be able to open those multiple locations under that the other you're, yep you're mm. allowed to have five up to five branch offices so um, I probably will go that route in the future just because I, I don't want to be limited um, right. in what I can do. But, well, yeah, uh, it's going to take some steps and stages to get to that point. I mean, I would assume as you go along and then you start paying back the loans <laughs> that you take and everything, yeah. it's, it's going to be a process. But you'll get there. I, I, like I said, the beer's solid, so it should sell itself in the end. Yeah, People absolutely. will be here. Um, so beyond that, the future brings, uh, do you do events? What do you have going on here at the, the brew house? Sure. Um, I really need a tasting room manager. I don't, 
<laughs> to, to coordinate Anyone listening, this. if you have experience in tasting room management, send your resumes. Send your resumes over here to Frank. Um, but uh, for the future, uh, we have. I want to do a trivia night. Uh, we want to. Uh, there's been talks of a dart league. Um, yeah, you got a beautiful dartboard. That's Thanks. nice. Yeah, Maybe some axe throwing when they take the dartboard down. No, that just seems like the it's dumbest so fucking idea. Like, <laughs> hey, I didn't come up with no, it. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I know. No, what I, I, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we should. The liability. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, we, you know it's a really to, great idea for wait, wait, safe, When we talked safety. to Andy from Starfish Junction, he said, you know, I got in a lot of trouble at Hexer for doing the, the axe throwing yeah. thing for drunk people with axes. Right. <laughs> what a fucking terrible idea. You know what idea. drunk people need? Axes. Medieval weapons. Yes. <laughs> Let's get, what's the malice? Just start yeah. throwing that around. Mace. That's what you're thinking of. Mace. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. I thought it was a malice. Mace. <laughs> the thing on the chain with the ball with the spikes? That's a mace? Yeah, I believe so. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. I'm not, <laughs> Google's I'm, for it. Let's find that out right now. Well, where were you going to go with this? You were saying something else besides that. Oh, Christ. I don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> it's gone now. It's gone now. <laughs> now that I'm on to the mace thing. But yeah, I mean, you have uh, a, lo- a lot of space, so there's a lot of things you probably can do. Yoga. We have had yoga yeah. with much success. Yeah. Um, there's been talks of the, the, there's a beer fit club. There uh, is, uh, then, but it's almost like CrossFit, but then you go do like two miles and come back and drink. Um, that sounds fun. It's a mace. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was okay. right. You're probably right. Um, I I'm do. not saying you weren't. Just, you <laughs> got to get that last. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. I would like to... Um, Similarly, the, the way that I make these signs over here, you do the photo transfer. I like to photo transfer a, um, a chessboard on top of the, ah. on top of the uh, barrels, the barrels and yeah. then make the little chess pieces and have like a chess. You knife. really have that much time to make little tiny chess pieces. <laughs> I do have a nice wood shop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just dying to be used. And uh, I don't get to do it. Do you have a leave? I do not have a lathe. Shit. No. Oh. But I want one. I want one too. I want a fucking lathe. I find that totally cool. I I, if I what... had stuff like that in my house, I'd fucking lose a finger <laughs> in about a week. No, you just take it slow. I, I have a, um, a table saw, mm-hmm. and I'm scared to use it after I used it once, and the thing kicked back at me, and I'm oh, like, yeah. nope, not going to touch this again. My, did you ever see the movie UHF? With, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> just call me Mr. Butterfingers. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to risk that. I'm. I'm not feeling the uh, the 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 table saw anymore. But I want to express the lathe. You can, you know, dial in the speed, and then you can just you could put your finger on it and just hold. And and I don't know. I think that's Go pretty cool it. to turn some. Cool. Yeah, turn some freaking. Uh, turn some wood. Giggity. I want to be a wood turner. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. <laughs> I'd also like to reach out. There's the, there's a cheesemonger in. Um uh, Locust Valley, maybe do a little cheese pairing. Oh sort yeah, of event. they do that. Uh, yeah, maybe work work with some local restaurants and get some uh, beer pairing dinners. Is there any uh, way to do food trucks here? Or I have had food trucks. Um, I've had them in the back. I got two spots out back, and then also they pull in the front. That's one of my biggest. Food is one of my biggest um, not problems, like hurdles, opportunities. Right yes, and um, yeah, because you don't have a difficult. major restaurant or something you could do quick. You know, delivery here, right? There's a few, um, but there's slim pickings of people. There's the nost- there's the rom- uh, romanticism of a food truck. That, yeah, that people I agree. Love and the food is, is good. Um, the problem I find is that they tend to like to stay on the south shore or out east or in the city. Uh, so it's been well, there's a greater concentration of uh, you know breweries. people in yeah. Yeah, yeah, events yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah it does. Um, so I do have plans. I'm actually actively planning. Uh, my own Brandon Noble Savage food truck. Working, ah, with, working with my buddy's uh, father. 
who's retired and he loves to cook as well as you know, I, I love to cook too. And uh, we're throwing a menu together and trying to get the uh, well, that'd the, be really cool. Turning. Put them out back and then cool, yeah. just walk it in through the back. And yeah, we'll either pull it out back or uh, you know have like a stationary trailer out back. Right, right. Pull it out front. The front's a little bit better, but that also allows you to go to different festivals. You could do like private events. Um, right. Have yeah. some guest food trucks while you're out. On the and road. that reminds me. I mean, I we've been to a bunch of the local Long Island uh, brew fests. So I would assume probably in the opening until now, it's a, probably a keg issue. Are you planning on attending any of these festivals to get the would, name and the brand out there more? Absolutely. That's something I need to do for sure. Um, again, it's difficult because it's just me. Just right you. Now. Yeah. So but who's watching we, the tap room on a Saturday while you're at beer fest? That's a tough <laughs> one. I agree. But um, eventually we'll get there. Once I get some, you know, hopefully the business grows, we'll get some employees mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to build a tent and a nice table. It's going to be a whole yeah. thing. And, very uh, cool. and with your skill set, you can build a nice, beautiful-looking wood table yeah, with a great uh, <laughs> jockey box and everything set yeah, up. Yeah, definitely going to go all out. Yeah, um, Go big or go home, right? So uh, let's wrap this up because i got to pee so bad, and <laughs> I don't want to take another <laughs> And we have to drive away. Sure. Um, give us... The, the big plug, like tell us uh, everything that people need to know, where to find you, how to get in contact with you, especially if they have resumes and want to be a bar manager. Um, anything like that, just give us the, the big, you know. Plug. plug. Yeah, I was going to say something. Sure. Else, I, well, I was going to say something more. Come, come and visit me. We're at 27 Glen Street in Glencoe, New York, right in downtown. Uh, otherwise, you can find us on Instagram. It's Noble Savage, at Noble Savage Brew Co., we're also on Facebook. Um, if you want to email me. It's what are you most active on? Instagram, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I Instagram. think that's. And that's a growing thing, too. I'm terrible at social media, so my, my girlfriend is on there. <laughs> so uh, when, we, when Mike approached me about doing the podcast, he said, hey, you know, we, I have this access to the studio and governors. Mm-hmm. I want to do a podcast about craft beer. I know you like beer. You know, I'm like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a couple weeks later, hits me up and he's like, "Hey, uh, here's the info to log on uh, Instagram and Facebook." And I was like, "I don't know. If this is a great idea. <laughs> I don't want to be subjected to all the nonsense out there." Yeah, but he's grown. I mean, it's taken him a while, but he posts pictures and writes things up, I'm, and and I'm super uncomfortable every time I do it. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get the portrait mode on your your Android phone. I think that's sure. the big thing. I don't even know. Yeah, sure. All of all, the, right. all of the portraits. So, yeah, you can either DM me or on, on Instagram or email noblesavagebrewing at gmail.com. And do you, are you mm-hmm. selling, um, you know, like privately the uh, kegs, uh, slims, anything like that, that people mm-hmm. can get in touch with for that at this point? Right I, now, I, I know no. the keg situation. Yeah. But let, let's say the keg situation figures itself out. Do you have availability for? I mean, I'm only two barrels, so it's not really worth it for me. My bread right. and butters and the liquid that's inside those kegs right. through my draft line. Um, so right now, hopefully I do well and I expand. I get a bigger brew house, and then we'll start doling out. And what would what would that? What would you pop up if you could pick tomorrow and and sky's the limit, mm-hmm. based upon your space? What would be the next step for? Well, I'm getting another tank that I'm maxed out. Okay. Uh, then I'd have to get another facility, like an industrial spot. I drop a five for a ten barrel brew house in there. And it's just um, because of sheer size, correct? I would imagine just yeah, you just because of the limitations of the building, where you're going to put in more equipment, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I have no more space, and you can't fit the tanks through the door unless I blow the the, the, the back of the brewery. I was going to say, is there any any direction you can head <laughs> that you can raise the roof and knock down the business yeah, next to you? Pretty 
Well, there's been talks of that actually because they're they're looking to sell, so maybe I can make that the restaurant portion or something like that. But that, wow. that's down the road. Yeah, um, well, that'd be a big jump, you know, going yeah. from a brew house to a, a a brewery to a brew pub in a sense. Kind yeah. of a little bit more than I want to bargain for. I mean, food is a big operation. This is a big operation, and you know, it's, and you're doing it by yourself, <laughs> and it's yeah. you. Yeah, so you're gonna so, cook the food to brew the beer. Cook we'll, the food to we'll brew. We'll get. I mean, the food truck alone is, is one. Is yeah, one that's thing. a big deal. That's gonna be um, a big boost for it. Plus, like I said, you know, uh, I, I probably wouldn't use the word man. I don't man romanticism. That's uh, yeah, but yeah, like th- there's that appeal, appeal sure. of a food truck that people, you know, it's, that's one of those trendy things now. And mm-hmm. It's a great pairing with you know, you get the finger food. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. You know yeah. when you said it. Yeah. Also, Sorry. I don't think I ever Finger. actually finished explaining what was in here. No, oh, it didn't. Was, uh, oh shit. Two row. Yes. I'll do it quickly. Two yeah. row. No, no, so uh, no rush. Barley. Yeah, take it slow. Crystal 60. Yes. Um from Hudson Valley Malt. Then uh, the chocolate malt that he makes is fantastic. A little roasted barley. Hops is a cascade grown on his farm. And then we got some Irish ale yeast, which is actually propped up by John Green. Ah, <laughs> look at him go. So, is that what is he? Is that what he's doing now? Is he? He does everything. He does consulting. He does advising. He does. Yeah, uh, um, he's everywhere. Every time I see him, he's like, <laughs> "Hey, but he came to the Hexer State." Uh, no, I'm sorry. He was at uh, Li Brewfest in Farmingdale. Uh, he was there, and he stopped by and, and hung out for a little while. He was, you know, pouring for Dubco for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot his last name, and I was like, oh, "John, yeah." Uh, <laughs> He, but he was with somebody else too before that, uh, before he was with Dubco and he was consulting yeah. with them. And Maltman Canyon. He's, yeah, he's with Maltman. He's with every, he's fucking everywhere. And I'm like, John, I can't keep up with you every time. <laughs> I can't, just can't keep up with what you're doing every time. So, uh, yeah, he does. He does. He's all over the place. He's like one of those staples, Long Island staples. Yeah. Where you find him. Uh, I, I mean, obviously delicious. Uh, everything that we've had today has been unbelievable. Thanks. The fucking um, place is gorgeous, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I just can't get over how much I just want to set up my bed over there and just <laughs> hang out here because it's what I would imagine, I what s- I would picture my, my basement wanting to be. I set my hammock up between the pole. Now you that, see, that's, <laughs> that's, that's scary because I'd actually do that <laughs> if I owned a brewery. And had beer on tap, I'd probably do that at least once or twice. Have like a sleepover. Can you do that? Is that a New York State <laughs> brewery? Is that an event? Sleepover at the brewery. Pajama party. Pajama <laughs> party with, with blow up air mattresses. Speaking of uh, events and things I want to do here, yeah. um, back before when I was getting the business going, I was selling um, homebrew workshops. People would come to my my barn and i would explain oh, cool. to them how to how to brew and it would be like an intensive there'd be like a lecture component or whatnot and i want to do that on a grander scale here i got the projector now and do uh, like a powerpoint yeah. presentation and yeah, show them the various stages of brewing and yeah you make sure in. when you said the word it has what's it like <laughs> to go from from a home brew to sure. commercial yeah, yeah and what it takes and what the investment is and just so people are educated and sure what they're going to get into before they venture mm. into this crazy world that you guys all live in, and I would never <laughs> want to go into. I'm happy watching it from afar <laughs> and reporting on it. Yeah, absolutely. There's the start your brewery uh, thing, and then there's also people who um, don't necessarily want to start one, but they want to know more about the beer. And yeah, they want to absolutely. What are the ingredients? What's the process? I'll give it a little lecture. We'll bring it back. That well, maybe we can set you up with, with Mark. Mark's doing some of those mm-hmm. educational lessons. I'm sure mm-hmm. he'd like to not do it himself. Huh. <laughs> and so that would be a nice little avenue for you to to be part of because then you'd have a real brewer in you know sure. their place or even you can host it here and they come up and co-sponsor the event mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's actually not a bad idea 
Butch in touch. Sounds Butch good. In touch. <laughs> they do some great stuff. And they have, um, you know, like uh, one-on-one classes, but then they also have a little more advanced classes. He was a home brewer himself mm-hmm. as well. So, you know, I think, you know, having it, the, the facility like this, mm-hmm. as opposed to being in a bottle shop, would definitely sure. help you out. That'd be very sure. cool. Then you have them here, and then you can just start serving them beer. At the end. I do like, we're talking about hopscotch, right? Yes, yeah, hopscotch, yeah. Hopscotch. I do love what he's doing over there in terms of all the car, uh, charcuterie boards yes, and uh, yeah. the donut um, garnishes <laughs> and, and things like that. That's something that The fancy stuff with your pinkies out, that's what... That's definitely something that interests me. It was me. all um, very much uh, like craft food, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. It's Ryan in the back who has a culinary background, mm. and they have a very small kitchen, and they're looking to expand it, but um, they're looking for new ways to kind of attract... And pair with you know local beer that's out there. Right? Mm-hmm. Doing a great job, like that little chocolate mousse in the stout. Yeah, it's like I a fucking it. ice cream sundae. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> adult do beverage a, that's delicious. A stout float. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 with yeah. the wafer. That had the wafer in there. I was like, I just eat the shit out of that wafer. And as soon as that was stuff coming right out of my mouth. Um, but that's something that you can you know like if you did have a, a food element. Here, mm-hmm. it would be one of those, you know, elements that would separate you, especially up here. Would, sure. You know. Home run. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, thank you very much, dude. Yes, thank you. Thanks for hosting us again. Yeah. On the last minute. There was, Welcome uh, anytime. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> for all those who uh, didn't hear at the beginning of the show, or maybe I didn't even mention it, uh, the studio was under a fire inspection. Um, the fire inspector came through Governor's Comedy Club and had to go through the whole thing. And. We probably may not have gone on at 8 o'clock. It might have been potluck on the time. So I didn't want to kind of keep us waiting, hanging out in the back or just sitting around. So I said to, to Pete, you know, talk to Frank and, and see if he's okay with having us up here. And no problem. Came right up and uh, set up our nice little mobile rig and uh, we That's had right. a great time. And funny story, it was actually Fire Marshal Bill. Doing the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let me tell you I can't do that as well as I used to. When I was in, eight, when I was in like, yeah, I'm going to say 10th grade, I used to do the shit out of that impression when I had shorter hair and I looked. Fucking Living Color. It was a great movie. Throwback. <laughs> uh, great show. Right? Great series. Um, so thanks very much again. Thank thanks you. for having us. Uh, great times. Uh, so yeah, go to Noble Savage Brewing Co., Noble, Noble Savage, Savage Brew Co. Noble on Instagram. Savage Brew that, Co. That's right. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Go ahead and just, you know, the Google pictures don't it. do it justice, too, by the way. It looks no. It looks very nice on Instagram. And it's a, it looks it's a lot bigger in person. Wide open space. It's you fucking, can hear the really echoes nice. in our mics tonight. So it's <laughs> true, though. You, I get that a lot. And it's Ooh, clean so and it's nice. But no, it's, and there, it's, there's, uh, we, we talked about this earlier before we came on air. A lot of, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the tap rooms are in, in industrial areas. You're, you're on a main street. The fucking the the uh, the tap room's gorgeous. It's an awesome place to hang out. Yeah, man. Thank you. Other question: Are you dog friendly? Absolutely. There we go. And and I'll be up here <laughs> in just a few so weeks. So long as they are service animals. Yes. Ah, <laughs> is that the is that the way around? Yeah, Pete's we suffering from PSTD. <laughs> PS. I mean the, the um, from the third baby that's coming. <laughs> I hope I don't incriminate P- myself here. No. But the uh, the Nassau County Health Department. I don't know how it is in Suffolk. They. They say that, um, you know, you are allowed to have animals. Mm-hmm. The funny uh, thing is so they're not allowed as... to ask you if it's a service animal. Exactly. That, <laughs> yep. was, that, was, that was my next bit. And uh, so there's sort of a gray area there. So you come with your dog and I ask you, is it a service animal? And you say yes. And I, and I can't ask it. you anymore. Questioning so. line done. And no <laughs> yeah. one's going to come here from Nassau County to inspect your, uh, your service detail. 
at yeah, all. God so, <laughs> no, nah, it's never gonna happen. Should BMI is right behind him in a truck. <laughs> hey, I heard uh, there was some service issues here. No, get oh, out of here. All right. Well, listen. Uh, thanks again. Thanks very much. Uh, everything welcome. we've had uh, has been awesome. Um, and so we'll uh, continue to promoting, uh, you know, what you do, and, and sure. we have some stuff for you that we're gonna take a picture before we, you know, pack up and get out of here. Sure. Um, and you know, I, I'm actually really antsy to get back up here because this is <laughs> yeah. a really cool space. Like, I feel very comfortable in here. This is like my motif, just so you know. Like, this is this is my vibe. Every, the wood, the the browns, the darks, everything is like that. This is me. I, I feel like I designed it. That's why <laughs> you I didn't. like. I you didn't know, <laughs> no, because no. I'd ruin it. I'd find a way to fuck it up really bad, but you didn't fuck it up, Frank. Right. You did a great job. Thank you. Um, so this is the work with Mike at PeteGovsRadio.com. Uh, we want to thank, uh, again, Frank for hosting us. And uh, Pete, um, we're going to be in studio again in a few weeks. December Am I right? 2nd. December 2nd. Flying Belgium. Flying Belgium is going to come in fucking eight. And that's it for the year. And that's it for Close the year. We're wrapping up our, our season two. Season two is wrapped up, and we're going to start season three in January. We already sent some, uh, some feelers. Feel- Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. Feelers out there for our first guest. I have something planned. I, I think I want to do something pretty big. So we'll, mm. uh, we'll, we'll make this happen here in, uh, in 2020. And, and for the most part, 2019 has been fucking awesome. The people we've met, the, the breweries we've had, the beer that we've drank, it's, it's <sighs> fucking, what do you say, <laughs> embarrassment of riches? That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, this is the world with Mike at PeteGovsRadio.com. Uh, check out all our replays on uh, Instagram. No. YouTube. On iTunes. On YouTube. On the Hopped Up Network. Of course, on Spotify. On the Laughable app. And uh, on GovsRadio.com. Replays on GovsRadio.com. <laughs> so this is the world Mike at PeteGovsRadio.com. We out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Please hang up and try again. Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.